The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello and welcome tonight from LaSalle High School, uh, where the original forecast was uh, pretty nice, you know, and, and it's not terrible, but there's this relentless drizzle going on and uh, mistiness. And, you know, it's funny with these, the season starts, guys, uh, we're. It's hot, it's humid, it's sunny, it's like swimming hot weather, and now it's uh, getting into the cold sweater weather, uh, pumpkin spice lattes, and uh, we're, you know, we're about a month away from Thanksgiving, so boy, what a change it makes from the beginning to the end of the high school season. But guys, uh, a big game tonight against a, a rival LaSalle, and, and you know, to have a team as a rival, uh, you have to have a chance of, you know, winning or losing or, you know, you just never know. And for the longest time, Elder handled LaSalle regularly fairly well. But in the last five years, uh, the team is one and four. And over the last ten years, four, they're only four and six. So LaSalle, Tom, has really, uh, you know, controlled this series in the last ten years. They really have. And, and unfortunately for the uh – Panther community, they will not soon forget 2017, three years ago, right here on this field, where uh, LaSalle came uh, back and beat Elder to knock Elder out of the playoffs. So it's a typical GCL game. The teams know one another. It's the 60th meeting uh, tonight of and uh, between the two schools, and Elder leads the all-time series 41 wins, 17 losses, and a tie uh, at the pit. Uh, Elder is 22-7-1, and, and here at LaSalle, they're looking for their 20th win. Uh, Elder is, is uh, they're ahead of LaSalle, 19-10. and 10. So uh, it should be a good game tonight. I think uh, playoff atmosphere, no doubt. It's senior night for the Lancers, and we're watching all the senior football players come out and get recognized. So, Mark, it should be a good old good one, as they say. It, it should be. And, uh, Steve, weather-wise, we don't have high winds. It's not like a soaking rain. It's just kind of a misty drizzle. Uh, and it's uh, where it is that it should be clearing out here soon. Uh, but th- these two teams know each other well. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's always a good old good one. It is. And, and you, you look at the breakdown of the game and, and the weather. The weather coming in, rain usually is not to the advantage of a team that passes primarily, which would be the Elder Panthers. Um, and it would lean more in the favor of a running team, which would be the Los Al Lancers. But Elder has a controlled passing game. It's not you know, the, the, the streaking, you know, wet ball. I mean, if the rain picks up, it could be an issue. But we were talking off the air, and I think it could be to an advantage to the Elder Panthers coming out because the receivers know where they're going. The defensive backs don't. 
they, they could lose their footing and, and there could be some open people where when you're running the ball, once you go where you're gonna, initially going to run, everything is kind of up in the air, so your cuts aren't defined at all. So there's a lot of footing issues with, with the rushing. I mean, that all remains to be seen. But as I look at it, you know, the control passing game that, that Elder uses, I don't think is going to be tremendously affected. It's going to work or not work more dictated by what LaSalle can do on defense than it will be by the weather. Tom, looking at the record of LaSalle at 5-3, and three, people may think, well, they're not as dominant as they normally are, but they really have beaten some great teams, and they've lost to all their teams. They've lost to are big powerhouse teams, including uh, DuPont Manuel, uh, Muller, and, of course, uh, Cathedral Prep and St. X. So, uh, you know, they, they're playing a tough schedule, and uh, they're a tough team. They really are, and you mentioned the record is five and three. That's the official OHSAA record because a loss to a IMG Academy down in uh, Florida doesn't, doesn't isn't recognized by the Harbins. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it's at the level of talent that the Elder Panthers have faced uh, week in and week out. But uh, needless to say, LaSalle and Elder, just like any other GCL school guys, they have to go out of the city to get competition to play against. And and uh, and they, they at the same time you want to get enough Harbin points to get the seating where you want it to be, and for the Elder Panthers, I just think that uh, it was it was a tremendously difficult schedule, but at the same time they're playing their best football uh, at the end of the season going into Week Ten, and that's what Doug Ramsey was preaching to players to the players early in the year. Let's be playing our best uh, football in Week Ten, and I can tell you guys, no one in Region 4 wants to be facing the other Panthers next week in the playoffs. Absolutely. And you look at the LaSalle Lancers, their, their schedule's kind of turned on its head. They, they opened up with wins against Coleraine and Winton Woods. You know, they, they played IMG Academy and, and lost that game, rightfully so. It's a tremendous football team. But uh, then they had wins against uh, uh, Trinity and, and, uh, and DuPont Manual. And, th- and then... You know, they ran into Moeller Cathedral and St. X in a row, lost three games in a row, right at the ship last week against uh, Trotwood Madison with a 24 to nothing shutout. And, uh, you know, they're going to be rolling in. And uh, like Elder, they can't win the GCL, but they're looking for positioning in the playoffs. They come in number five, uh, Region 2, uh, or Division 2, Region uh, 8. So, you know, they're going to be looking to, if they can, eat, with a win tonight, they can get into the top four in the playoffs. And it, if you're in the top four of the 16, you're going to host, you have the potential to host two home games, given that you win the first one. So they're going to be trying, you know, that's their carrot on, on the stick is to host two home games here. Guys, uh, let's turn around and look at uh, last week uh, in into the pit came a, a team from uh, Canada Football North, which Elder has played uh, through several times uh, over the years. A big, strong team, a well-skilled team. 49-20 to 20 was a very quality win. And uh, Ben Hamilton, I mean, he is the passing game at the time. They, they, Football North just really didn't, they, they didn't know what to do. They didn't right. know who to cover. And uh, it, it's, Doug talks about this at the dance club where, it, it's almost said they, they know they don't have a strong running game. And last week, uh, with uh, Flowers being hurt, uh, it, it they they relied a lot on the passing game, but he was extremely efficient, Tom. He really was, Mark. Last week, I'm looking at some of the numbers. Ben Hamilton was 27 for 34 passes, 
438 yards and four touchdowns. He leads the GCL South with uh, 2,239 yards passing with 16 touchdowns. And to give some perspective to last year, last year was the trunc- truncated year based on COVID. So that was the entire nine-game schedule last year. And after nine games last year, uh, he, he was throwing for just under 2,000 yards at 1,915 yards with 19 touchdowns. So, you know, back-to-back years for a, a great kid and a, a, a uh, and just a great leader for this team. Uh, and and the, the, the guys that he's thrown it to, Drew Ramsey, Last week, 13 passes uh, caught for 132 yards, and that was his th- that was his third straight game with 13 or more catches. Uh, and and he and Drew Ramsey's had 44 catches in the last three games alone. But you know, Drew Ramsey with all those catches, Ben Hamlin was able to spray it around to nine different receivers last week. Wow! Uh, so they really. You know, they, they were doing some things a little bit differently last week that, because they had to spread it out because they really didn't have a running game. They put a lot of things out there that a lot of teams down the road are going to have to see on film and try to figure out how to stop it. So it almost makes busy work for the teams they're playing. It's like, oh, my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. Because they uh, were effective at running the ball right. last week, like you said, and that's just something else that oppositions are going to have to uh, make a point of to, to look at. Yeah, and, and – you know, we're going to talk and analyze more of this game in the second uh, part of the, the pregame show, but uh, trying to analyze uh, what type of attack LaSalle will ha- throw. It's probably going to be more of a running attack. Looking at, you know, Mason Mattingly, he's got 222 yards total for the year. I mean, you know, uh, Hamilton last week had 444 <laughs> yards. So, so it, he, it's doubled, a, he doubled up on him in one game. In one game. Yeah. So it, it's a different different animal, different beast. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk into depth on that when we come back. But we're going to take our first time out. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. Coming to you live from LaSalle High School. We'll be back after this on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! 
Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. And we're back at LaSalle High School where the Panthers and uh, Lancers uh, meet up here tonight and always enjoy coming out here. Uh, gracious hosts and everyone uh, up in the press boxes. It's like a reunion time, seeing old friends and so forth. So uh, uh, happy to be back. But, guys, uh, there's some other big key matchups. And, and Steve and Tom, <laughs> this is uh, week 10. Uh, everyone's going to be jockeying for the playoffs. We know – uh, almost everybody in, in, in region, oh, pretty much anybody wants to be in, in it. It's who you're going to play, where you're right, going to match up. And this at. is what uh, what we're going to be doing at Roosters tonight at the post-game show. But let's talk about now who who uh, are the key ones we're going to be keeping an eye on. Well, I, you know, I think for, for a couple reasons, uh, Lakota East, Lakota West, they square off at, at Lakota West tonight. Uh, that game has uh, – playoff uh, positioning implications plus it's uh first place in the gmc is on the line there if lakota west wins they they, they take it going away because they'll be undefeated in, in gmc play but um you know lakota east has a chance to win the conference title for the first time since 2004 so you know that game you, you got your two check boxes win the league you know and then get into the playoffs well getting to the playoffs wasn't too big of a deal this year it was more positioning so both east and west looking for for uh, playing places Cole rain and princeton also in in the gmc um you know Colerain sits at number nine in, in division one region four and princeton sits at number four so you know princeton trying to hold on with a win to the the, the coveted uh, possible two home games in the playoffs and, and uh Colerain trying to get into the at least into the top eight so they can host out at the birdcage uh, a first-round playoff game. Uh, you know, other action, GCL co-ed, you couldn't script this any better. McNick and Baden face off. Both teams undefeated coming in, into the game, both 8-0. And, uh, you know, they're both undefeated, obviously, in the league. So winner takes league, you know, and, and uh, they're both sitting uh, nicely for the playoffs. So you couldn't script that any better. Um, so and, and uh, playoffs start this week in in, uh, in in Indiana. Next week in Ohio and Kentucky, and except for the GCL South, every league, GMC, CHL, MVC, Southern Buckeye, every league's uh, championship will be decided tonight. So a lot to look for, look at. Plus we got Joe Harbin coming up, and, and uh, you know he'll be crunching all the numbers. And, and uh, Tom's working on a big board for Division One to get up, posted up there. So if you want to hear it and see it, you know come on out and uh, look at Tom's big board. Yeah, yep, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it, it's going to be it's our Super Bowl night, so to speak, at the post game show. So uh, join us out at Roosters. Uh, when yeah. Joe Harbin speaks, people listen. Uh, and, and Tom just pointed out, uh, um, Oak Hills is probably in the playoffs unless they opt out. West High stepped out. There's only 17 teams. So, you know, Oak Hills could get into the playoffs this year with absolutely no wins. Uh, That's breaking so, news. Yeah. yeah. So, West High uh, just opted out. So, and they were supposed to do it much sooner than they did, but with all the hijinks and whatever that went on over there, I guess – you know, cooler has prevailed. They decided that uh, they, they were just going to sit the uh, postseason out. They did have one win this year and would have had the points to get in if they so chose. And thanks to Joe Harbin, 
for that tidbit of information. All right, guys, let's look at tonight. Of course, last year, uh, Elder lost 53-52 to in overtime to LaSalle. And oddly enough, that was uh, an early season game, not, not right. week it 10. Week yeah. one. Week one. Week, week one, this has been a, a kind of a, a the, the last week of the, the season game for quite a while. And uh, as we said in the opening, uh, Elder is one in uh, four in the last uh, five years, Tom. And and uh, so it does kind of mention that this is uh, not his favorite place to play, talking about lighting and so forth. But uh, I think the loss record has probably got a lot to do with that. Yeah, I've never noticed that. You know, it's a nice nice facility out here. Yeah. So let's look at tonight's game, Steve. Let's, let's look on the LaSalle side. Obviously, when you look at the stats, there's nothing you can say, but they're going to be a predominant running attack. Right. LaSalle's a predominantly a, a run-first team. They've run the ball 259 times this year, passed the ball 138 times. Um, just off the air before coming in, it looks like they're going to go with a – uh, Cam Cope as, as their starting quarterback tonight, and in, in, uh, in, instead of uh, Mason Mattingly, uh, Cam Cope is uh, 14 for 37, 134 yards on the year, um, uh, 37.8% passing wise. Um, um, with uh, he's only thrown for one touchdown, so you know a lot of uh, the, their. Uh, you know, it's going to rest on the shoulders of the rushing game. Uh, Jalen Grant is their, their leading rusher um, with 56 carries for, 100, for, for 256 yards. And, and Jabrain uh, uh, Payne, or Jabrain Payne, um, who had been the, the, their, their workhorse um, kind of flagship of the rushing fleet with 51 carries and 211 yards. Um, just by all reports, it's kind of tailed off a little bit this year. So, but you never know. Uh, week ten, last game at home, senior night. You know, he, he you know he may, he may be, uh, you know, up to it. And the the, the third place running is both of their quarterbacks, um, Mason Mattingly, thirty nine uh, attempts, and uh, Cam Cope, thirty seven attempts. So, you know, they're, they're both uh, capable runners, both uh, having you know almost two hundred yards rushing each. So, you know, they're you know a run first team. Elder's defense it, it, this year has been pretty strong against the run, and allegedly their defensive backs are susceptible to the pass. So both sides kind of match up well on paper, throw all that out. But, um, you know, I, I think that's you know what you're going to see out of LaSalle. They have a, a decent field goal kicker. Longest was 38 yards. He's um, uh, extra points 15 for 15, and he's hit seven of nine field goals. So right. kicking game always seems Pretty to come, come, in, come into it. And we found out uh, off the air coming in, uh, speaking of the kicking game tonight, I don't know, Tom, you want to, 51 years ago was uh, the first time uh, LaSalle beat the Elder Panthers. The game was at, at Elder. They, they uh, um, won with a last-second field goal in 1971. So that was their first victory over the Elder Panthers after 10 years uh, uh, or, or so of, of losing. So um, anyway, LaSalle's, for me, LaSalle's keys of the game, um, you know, for the season, you know, they, they've passed more than they've run. I think they need to run a balanced offense to, to pull this off tonight. All their wins have been they've scored three times or more. All their losses they've scored two times or less. My key is to score three touchdowns. It's like you know they, they need to they need to put more points up if they're if they're grinding out and they only get a couple scores up they, they you know, don't have much luck. And this is a more tricky key. I said you know coming in that, that uh, you know 
key number three is always going to be watch out for number 12. You can't say that anymore. You know, they had so many people, they have so many weapons that they've acquired Elder over the season that, that uh, you know, I, I think it's incumbent on uh, LaSalle to try to force Elder to run the ball if that's possible. Tom, let's look on the other side of the ball to the Elder Pan- Panthers. And, and, you know, after last week's, you know, throwing attack by Ben Hamilton, he's, he's way above everyone else at 2,239 yards passing for the year. So we expect the same thing tonight, a lot of passing. You do. I mean, he threw the rock 34 times last week. Looked for more of the same. He's uh, actually completing 71% of his passes. The all-time record at LaSalle is uh, 69.7% uh, by, I think it was Scott Graham, 1999. So depending on the weather tonight, that record could be broken this year. But there's just so much talent on both sides of the ball for the other Panthers. And from a scoring standpoint, Drew Ramsey leads the offense with 12 touchdowns, 10 by rush and two receiving for 72 points. Andrew Harp has got another seven touchdowns, all receiving for 42 points. Uh, third, David Maurer, perfect on field goals, two for two. Extra points, he's 33 out of 34 for 39 points. And Luke Flowers, who was out nursing an injury last week, will be back tonight, but won't be kicking, doing any kickoff returns. He's third with six touchdowns, five rush, one return for 36 points. So there's plenty of offensive power for this team. The thing that I liked about last week against Football North was Elder tried to run the ball, and they were successful running the ball a little bit. So that should throw another uh, fly into the ointment of any defense they're going up with tonight, and then tonight it starts with LaSalle. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, their defense is led by their senior captain, Andrew Spinney, the middle linebacker, 43 tackles, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. He is absolutely the heart and soul of this defense, and he really took the place when Nicholas Payeff went out uh, with that knee injury against uh, Louisville St. X. Uh, Nate Shear. A linebacker with 33 tackles. Samari Freeman leads the defensive line. Zach Goodenkens with the nose for the football. Three interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and so on and so forth. I think for the uh, the keys for elders, who needs to run the ball? They're going to throw the, throw, throw the rock and continue with that success. The elders' defense need to slow down uh, the running backs for Elder, or for LaSalle, excuse me, uh, Jalen Grant, Jabron Payne. That could be job number one. And then, once again, small margin for errors. This is a wet football tonight. You have to eliminate, not reduce the turnovers, but eliminate turnovers. Don't give up big plays and tackle better, things we've been talking about. The thing I'm encouraged about is they're playing better. They're playing more as a team. The special teams, David Maurer, have a propensity of kicking touchbacks, which is great, and that way you can start at the 25-yard line. Uh, For the special teams, there's been a couple breakdowns during the year, but as long as the other special teams can stay in their lanes on kickoff returns, they should be successful. Finally, a home playoff game is still in reach. It's like a playoff game tonight. Currently, Elder is number seven in the Harbins, and thanks to the secondary points from Oler's victories over Lakewood St. Ed's and uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius gave them all the secondary points. So it should be a good old good one. We'll look forward to uh, seeing everybody at halftime. All right. Well, we're going to switch it down to the – field right now with Len Harvey. He's going to talk with head coach Doug Ramsey. 
Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. And, Coach, last uh, two weeks, the RPO, the run pass option, has been terrific. And uh, Ben looks real comfortable. He does. Ben's playing great. You know, in the last three games, he's completing uh, over 80% of his passes. He's thrown for over 1,100 yards. You know, it's pretty, when you think about that, it's, it's pretty pretty incredible numbers. Yeah, I mean, and, and Drew is uh, 31 catches in two weeks. Yeah, you know, and then that's part of the, you know, like you said, that you, you send the RPO, and it's not like we're, you know, we're just targeting downfield. A lot of that stuff is, is, is that's our run game. You know, we talked about this, that our offensive line's kind of small, and they're not going to knock people off the ball. So, you know, getting, getting Drew the ball in the perimeter and is, is, is a big part of, of, of what we have to do to get a four or five yard game. Now, four and five with a chance to get to 500 after the tough schedule. Got to feel good for the guys. Yeah, you know, you think if we win this one, we, we've won three of our last four, and, and, and that's that's the goals, you know, like being playing your best football game of the season. And I feel like we're, 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 we're there. You know, we're, we're especially on offense, I think we're playing, you know, playing really well. Um, defensively, you know, we, we the other night, a lot of good things, you know. Um, you know, people say I was a Canadian. That's, that was a very talented uh, team. They had four, four Division One players on their team. And, um, you know, and so I, I thought we did a pretty good job against them. And, and that, that's what we just talked about, just keep getting better and, and, and getting to playoffs and, and see what happens. Now, GCL matchup tonight, always a, a good matchup. GCL South playing LaSalle at LaSalle is always tough. Yeah, it is. They're, they're really good. You know, we were just talking, you know, and uh, – you think about the teams that the two of us have lost. Everybody's like, oh, LaSalle and Elder not very good this year. Well, eh, maybe we're not great, but nobody else has played the teams we've played. You know, they've lost IMG. We've lost to St. Ed's, St. Ignatius, uh, uh, I don't know, but St. X and, and Pickerton Central. And, you know, it's like we've, we've played some really good people. And so they're, they're a quality team, and, and it should be a really exciting game. So what should we look for for LaSalle tonight, probably a running game? Uh, definitely. They're a running team. Um, they do not want to put the ball in the air. They're going to try to run it. If they can run every down, they will. And uh, and we got to stop the run. That that's that, There's no doubt about that. If, if we can get them in third and long situations, then that's to our benefit. Any other keys tonight? Oh, we we got to take care of the football. You know, like, like we've been doing, no turnovers. Um, you know, and, and and we might, you know, we're going to have to do, again, the RPO and, and some outside run stuff are going to be important tonight because they're a good pass rushing team. Oh, we're not, I, you know, it, it scares you a little bit to say, oh, we're going to drop back and throw 40 times tonight because uh, if we if we do that or if we get in third and longs, uh, they may be getting some sacks. So so we, we, we got to play well on, on the early downs. Health-wise, last week, Luke Flowers did not play. What's his status as uh, he's back. Luke's back with this. Uh, he's not going to return kicks, but uh, but he'll be back playing tailback. Well, great. Well, thanks, Coach, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Sometimes we take electricity for granted. I think we forget about the safety of our home's electrical wiring. There's a home electrical fire in America every eight minutes, which is why Cooper Electric has a home electrical test called Current Safe. They test for faulty wiring failing components, hidden fire hazards. Cooper Electric's current safe will help reduce the risk of fire and eliminate shock hazards. And current safe is the best test after a lightning strike. Cooper makes it easy. They offer an in-home consultation. And they won a super service award in 2011. You'll be impressed. Cooper Electric, 513-271-5000. Schedule your home to be current safe.
I'm Deacon Bob Fay. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Schuster team with Morgan Stanley, Hoving Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy, Fuller Information Systems, Ron's Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening and welcome. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. It's week number 10, the final week of the 2021 high school football regular season. And tonight we are at LaSalle High School for the Prep Sports Radio Network, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week. Live around Cincinnati, you're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world on Sacred Heart Radio app and as well as ehsports.com. Tonight it's Elder at 4-5 and five, taking on the 5-3 and three official 5-4 and four, uh, Lancers from LaSalle High School. Last week Elder took care of business against Football North from Canada 49-20 to 20, as Ben Hamilton was 27-34 of 34 for 438 yards and four scores, four touchdowns. Drew Ramsey continued his possession receiving as well. He caught 13 more balls for 132 yards. Ran into touchdowns. LaSalle, meanwhile, comes in after shutting out Trotwood Madison 24 to nothing. They're coached by Pat McLaughlin in his fourth season at the helm of the Lancers. The Wardway Fuels game time temperature, a little bit of drizzle tonight on a Friday night. It's uh, gonna it's 51 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating, oil, and propane for the home or business heating needs. Gas grills and pool supplies are also available, including parts and Service. Wardway Fuel is located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road, 513-574-0061. Wardway Fuel is proud supporters of tonight's broadcast. Speaking of tonight's broadcast, Phil Bengal joins me. And, Phil, another great matchup in the GCL South. It's the last week of the season. As you predicted, the weather is not great, and you could be a meteorologist. Well, I mean, the weather, it, it always seems like it happens whenever we come out here to LaSalle. They always just have this cold rain. Uh, I mean, we just haven't been lucky with the weather. But nonetheless, it's going to be a great atmosphere for football tonight. I, I always enjoy coming out here. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, it, even though there's a track around the field, it's not a huge track, so you're still pretty close to the stands. It, it's a great atmosphere for football tonight. Crowds out here. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Even though there's rain, there's some umbrellas out. It's going to be a, a good Week 10 football game for both teams who are thinking about their postseason future. Uh, this game obviously has a lot of implications of, of where you'll end up next week. Could change a few things. But the most important part is for both teams, not only do you want to get a victory, but you also want to be playing your best football when you walk out of this stadium tonight. You know, and Coach Ramsey brought that up in the pregame show, talking about the fact that both of these teams have played a really tough schedule. And some of the schools, they might have been 2-7, and 2-8, and eight playing a schedule like this. And Elder at 4-5, and five, LaSalle at 5-3. and three. You know, looking at that kind of schedule 
and seeing the teams that they lost against, you know, you don't feel so bad. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You're going to have these guys, both teams here. Uh, really, it's the GCL South in general. They're going to go into the playoffs, and a lot of teams will look at their records and don't really understand the body of work, who they've played, and you kind of look past that, and you don't realize that the numbers really don't matter when it comes down to the schedule that these guys play. So as we're getting set up here, Maurer will be kicking off, and let's hope one of the biggest things that he's been able to do for the Panthers, especially last week, is put kicks in the end zone, and that's really going to be key, is not allow LaSalle special teams uh, on the kickoffs to really impact this football game. So with very limited wind here, hopefully he is able to put, put this one into the end zone. And let's see, as Elder comes in, they are in their white jerseys, the white pants, the purple stripe down the side, the purple numbers, and the white helmet. Meanwhile, LaSalle's got their new jerseys tonight. They've got the red, full red jerseys, the white numbers, the white stripes, the red helmet, and the white stripes. And they come in, and Maurer, who's been putting them into the end zone, will go from right to left on this one. LaSalle is getting the football first. And back uh, deep, it'll be number 89, Ian Halverson, will be back deep. And we'll set it up here. It's football on a Friday night. Doesn't get much better than this. A little bit of drizzle, but not too bad. And Maurer will kick this one off. And this one is going to go into the end zone, as it usually does, Phil. And we start off at the 20-yard line, LaSalle does. Perfect for the Panthers' defense here. And like we've said in the past, even if a team can go 80 yards, they still have to go 80 yards. It might not impact the game in the first quarter, but it, it might start to wear on a team late, especially if you have to make some sort of, these games have been pretty close between Elder and LaSalle, so if you have to make an 80-yard drive with only a minute or two on the clock at the end of a game, that's going to make a big difference. Now, they do run the football a lot. Cope is at quarterback number nine, Camp Cope. They line up with one wide to the left side and two to the right. Cope is going to take it. He gives it off to the left side to Grant. He's going to run it and does not get too far. Gets to about the 23-yard line, a gain of three on first down. Almost stopped behind the line of scrimmage, but then moved with the offensive line. And so the Panthers on, on that first down, their defense gets the opportunity to make that and not not a huge gain for the Lancers, but still enough that allows LaSalle to feel a little bit comfortable. They're going to give them actually four. They move it to the 24-yard line, so good second effort there. They go in motion with Eddings off to the left side. Shotgun is Cope, and Cope looking to throw. Throws the ball out to the side. It's complete to the tight end across the 30, 35 to the 37-yard line. J.D. Wallace gets the reception for LaSalle and a, and a first down. Hey, Jimmy Finley got there for the Panthers first, trying to, trying to make a place on 6'2", 215-pound tight end J.D. Wallace and Finley only at 165 pounds kind of tried to lay a shoulder into him really got to wrap up and drive through so Cope got the first down to, to Wallace we get first and 10 at the 36 four wide to the left and now Cope is going to give it uh, he's going to keep it himself and across the 35 he gets to the 38-yard line a gain of a couple on on first down. When caring for a loved one with memory care issues, you need a partner like Artist Senior Living, 5799 Bridgetown Avenue. They understand when a person's memory fades, the core of a person's identity and their passion remains the same. Artist Senior Living in Western Hills. Schedule a visit 832-1597. Second and seven from the 39. Three wide receivers off to the left. Cope going to throw it to the running back. Incomplete intended for Jalen Grant. And the ball goes out. 
just kind of an interesting thing there. It looked like it was just an incomplete pass, but they're going to. Yeah, I think they're going to say the ball was thrown backwards so that yeah. he could go ahead and advance the ball, but he only got it up to the line of scrimmage. Nothing more, no more on that, a third down. So we've seen LaSalle, though. They've been able to They put the ball in the air. They put the ball on the ground, keeping Elder guessing. Third and seven from the 39. Cope shotgun rolls to his right side and now throws the ball down the field. It's complete to the 48-yard line of Elder. And a first down as, again, the tight end. And that's J.D. Wallace with his second catch. Panthers going to have to find, find a solution to that one because right now J.D. Wallace, using that big frame of his, 6'2", 6'3", being able to get in front of the smaller defensive backs. And Elder's only going to be able to be there basically to be along for the ride. And LaSalle doing a nice job when Cope's rolling out. they got guys at each level, and they're finding out we're just getting it where a red jersey's in front of a white one. First and 10 at the 47, two wide left, one to the right. Cope now looking left, throwing over the middle, incomplete. Across the middle, it was intended uh, for number 22 for the LaSalle Lancers, and that was Ben Schleff. Yeah, Ben, ben Schleff would just, he kind of got tied up back there with Finley as they both tried to cross the route, but the ball, was way ahead of them as LaSalle really spread out. And this is the one thing, you know, coming into this football game, everybody said LaSalle runs, 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 runs. Well, I'm seeing a heck of a lot of passing right now. It is. Second and 10 from the 47. Two wide left, one to the right. Cope gets the snap, and the shotgun gives the ball up to Grant. And Grant's going to get it to the 45-yard line of Elder. A gain of a couple on that, but it's going to be third down. 9.45 remaining here in the opening quarter. Elder and LaSalle, there is no score. LaSalle has taken this drive from their own 20. And they have it at the Elder 44-yard line with two first downs on this drive so far. Two wide receivers off to the left for LaSalle. Third and seven from the 44-yard line. Cope will be in the shotgun. He's got to his left. It's Jalen Grant. They go in motion with Eddings to the right side. And now Cope's going to run it to the left side. He looks and he throws, and it is complete to the Elder 36-yard line. And it was complete to number four. It's Jaden Troller getting the trailer getting the uh, reception and that's only about his ninth catch on the season but that was another one they roll out and then they have the option of cope being able to keep it and and running the football he's got 212 yards this season so he's able to to, to move but they also have guys at those short levels for a dump off in case a linebacker commits to the run first and 10 from the 36 cope shotgun at his 40 and now looks to throw. He steps up. He's got a lot of time. Throws it down the field and is incomplete. It was intended to number 83, Xander Birkin. Or Birkin. Uh, Burnecker. We'll get that <laughs> incomplete on the pass on 853. Remaining, Kelsey Chevrolet is your West Side full service Chevy dealership and proud supporter of Elder Sports on the radio. Now at Kelsey Chevrolet Lifetime Powertrain Protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at. Uh, Kelsey Chevrolet, Route 50 in Lawrenceburg, KelseyChev.com. Second and 10 from the 36, three wide to the right. They give to Grant, and he's inside the 35, and now actually going to be a quarterback keeper, and he gets to about the 33-yard line, a gain of three, and it'll be third down coming up. But they have done, they are two, uh, three for three now on third down. Yeah, and Josh Dugan with the tackle for the Panthers on that last one. But the big thing is here is this is an opportunity for Elder to force LaSalle into the decision on fourth down. But like you said, Len, they've been pretty successful hitting those short routes, especially to the tight end. Third and seven from the 33. Cope in the shotgun. He's got two wide receivers off to the right. Looks to the sidelines now to get his play in with 8.15 remaining here in the first quarter. No score. LaSalle's taking it from their own 20 to the Elder 33. Two wide to the right side. And now Cope looking to throw to the right side. Throws it. It is incomplete across the middle. 
see they were looking for a flag and it'll be fourth down coming up for the Lancers. Yeah, now I mean that was a close one. The Panthers had good pressure on Cope, but as, a, as the receiver went to go catch the football just before it got there, the owner kind of put two hands in his back, gave him a little bit of a shove. Now, you know, we always remind you over and over again in high school, there is no uncatchable rule, so it doesn't matter if that ball sailed. So that's why, you know, the LaSalle sideline is, is wondering, you're like, hey, but that looked like contact to us, but LaSalle's going to go for it here on fourth. Fourth and seven from the 33. Cope rolls to his right, looking to throw. Instead, he's going to run it, 35, still with it, and he is taken down around the 33-yard line, and it is Elder doing a good job of making that play. Uh, was number 19, Mike Kirch. Yeah, Mike Kirch came in. We talked about him on third downs, being that outside end, and he did a pretty good job there of keeping contain on the backside as Cope tried to cut, and he actually ran into one of his linemen, and he nodded his linemen on a cut. He had a nice lane and would have been able to get to the sticks, but Mikey Kirsch continued that backside pursuit, was able to fight him off and bring him down, so now Elder's offense gets the opportunity to take the field. First and 10, they have it at their own 32-yard line. Luke Flowers, who didn't play last week, he is in at running back. Ben Hamilton, he goes in motion into the right side, setting up. And now looking, he's going to give it up to Flowers. And Flowers gets across the 30 to the 31, maybe the 32, but not much more than that, getting back to the line of scrimmage. And a good uh, good tackle on the play by uh, Tomiko Jackson for, for LaSalle. And one or bit, one of the big things that happened on that play for Flowers is that he was making all his cuts in the backfield. I mean, he was just dancing at the line of scrimmage with nowhere to go. Not great for your first down, your first play coming out, no gain, and at the same time, your running back really had no option, no opportunity to even make an attempt to pick up a yard. Broxterman in the game now. He'll be at one wide receiver off to the left side. They'll set up a second and 10 from the 32-yard line. 7-13 remaining in the first quarter. No score. Two wide receivers off to the right side for Elder. And now two to the left. Shotgun is Hamilton back at his 25. Looks to throw. Steps up and throws to Flowers. Completed the 30. And he's out to the 32-yard line. So, again, no gain on the play. It'll be third down coming up. And Lancers have done a good job on the RPO option. That time it was Jared Johnson making the tackle. Yeah, so on that that play, I thought the Broxman was going to be the guy who was going to hit at the next level, but but Hamilton had already checked him off and gone to the side to, to grab Flowers. And Flowers was there. Broxman could have had an opportunity to maybe lay down a block, but LaSalle closed on it so quick. Elder just didn't have an option. Now they're looking at a third and long. Third down and 10 at the 32-yard line for the Panthers. They have not moved it yet. 6.25 remaining in the first quarter. Three wide receivers to the right side and now two to the left side. And we're going to get a timeout here. And uh, we'll keep it here. Is your phone system putting your business on hold? You can cut your costs, get features like text, video meetings, and cloud storage, and play less than you're paying now. Call Elder Grad Tom Waldner at Fuller Information Technology for a free evaluation or check them out on the web at fullerinfotech.com. 6.22 remaining here in the opening quarter. So far, LaSalle, instead of running the ball as much, they were throwing the ball and, and doing a pretty good job. Looking at some of the stats is Cam Cope with three for six for 34 yards. The tight end uh, doing a good job. J.D. Wallace with two big catches for 26 yards. The Panthers, meanwhile, struggling a little bit with their RPO. Yeah, not able to really get anything going right off the bat. That's, that's not necessarily what you want. You talk about having, having Flowers back this week. They're just not able to get anything going. So big play here on third down. If nothing else, even just to move it a little bit to give you some room on your punt. 
So the Panthers call that timeout. It'll be third and ten from the 32. Kirch goes in motion. They got four wide receivers now to the left, to the right side. And now Hamilton rolls to his right. Look, he's got time. Throws it down the field. Incomplete. Intended for Ramsey. And it was overthrown. Yeah, right off the hands of, of uh, Taj Landrum on that one. Just went up and tried to make the catch, but couldn't get to it. So Panthers is fourth down and going to have to come out and, and punt here. Just not a great offensive series for the Panthers. Weren't able to move the ball. I mean, yes, they were able to stop the Lancers defensively, but LaSalle moved that football pretty significantly on their drive. So Elder going to have some things to talk over on the sideline. Max Louder will be back uh, for and they'll set up. And now looking, it's going to be Ramsey with a kick. And it's going to be a short kick. Bounce at the 45. Spinney will take it right at the LaSalle 45-yard line and making that. Uh, so not a short kick by, you don't usually see that from Ramsey. Well, it was a traditional punt from Ramsey on that one. He stayed directly under, you know, straight back from the center and just a traditional punt instead of on the move. And I don't think he got his foot in the right spot. He's not used to kicking those. Plus two, I mean, with the with the weather, ball might be a little bit hard out there right now. So the Panthers have to have their defense answer big as this LaSalle offense that moved the ball really well comes out for another shot here. Halbison off to the left side. Halbison, uh, and now it's going to be Cope going to run it. 45, he gets to the 50, to the 48 of Elder with a good run there before he is taken down. Uh, by the Panthers, number 37, doing a good job, and that's Bradley Horshemeyer. Yeah, and, and and Spinney was able to come in and make a tackle on that one. Uh, Andrew read it pretty quick but wasn't able to get there until it was almost like a tackle where he and, he and Bradley Horshmeyer just kind of fall on his back, but they're going to get a penalty on this too. You can get a face mask penalty. So we're going to go ahead and march that one up. So what was about an eight, nine-yard gain now moves that football all the way down to the – about to the the 45 or 35 yard line and they go four wide to the right one to the left empty backfield cope and this is not what you would expect from a LaSalle Lancer team a first and 10 at the 34 yard line setting up there as cope shotgun he's back at his 40 he's back at his 39 and now looks and hands it now the fumble and the Panthers have it they have it right at the 41 yard line that's Samari Freeman came up with that one as that ball just got knocked around as Cope tried to run a, a little bit of a, an option-like play going out on the side, and the ball just got loose. I mean, rainy days like this, a little bit of confusion, but great prediction by the elder defense. Samari Freeman's able to fall on that after the big play that looked like it was going to move LaSalle into comfortable territory, and their offense was kind of gelling, but to put the ball on the turf, and now elder's offense gets another shot. They do, and, and not a good uh, shot last time as they didn't get any yards. We'll see a first and 10 for the Panthers. They have it at their own 40-yard line. Flowers in the backfield to the right of Hamilton. They go in motion. It's Carson Brown to the right. Now Kirch goes in motion. They set up with kind of a two-tight end set to the right. And now they give to Ramsey around the end. And Ramsey 40, and he's out into LaSalle territory. Well, right around the 49-yard line. So just right at midfield, but a good gain on the play for Ramsey. Yes, yeah, so all those guys motion to the right, and that's where Ramsey went and around. A play that uh, we haven't really seen much this year, but they brought in, like you mentioned, Carson Brown as an extra blocker on that play to just really own that end. But the Panthers able to pick up the first down, which they weren't able to do on that last drive. Yeah, they got uh, positive yardage this time. They got it to the 49-yard line. It's a first and 10 at the 49. 5-10 remaining in the opening quarter. There is no score at LaSalle High School. Three wide receivers to the left side. 
Now they go Luke Flowers in motion. They got Kurtz to the left side. And it's Hamilton back at his 35 rolling. Still with it. Throws it. Complete to Ramsey right at the 47 of LaSalle. And another game for Ramsey who uh, has 31 catches over the last two weeks and gets another catch. Yeah, and for LaSalle, Freeze and Landermark doing basically what's giving Elder Fitz is that they're doubling up on some of the – they're doubling up on Ramsey. They're doubling up on some of those level passes where they can get those different guys since so making the reads a little bit harder for Hamilton. But on that roll, he threw a really good ball towards the sideline to, to pick up uh, enough to make this a comfortable second down. Second and five from the 47. Three wide receivers off to the right, two to the left, empty backfield. It's Hamilton back at his 45, looking to throw. The blitz comes from behind. Ramsey dives an incomplete pass, but Hamilton was lucky to get that ball off as LaSalle came in, and that was number 41 coming in, Tristan Wolf. Yeah, he got and he got hit from from both sides on that one. I mean, he got hit from the top, got hit from the backside. So, not a not a great feel, I'm sure, for Ben Hamilton in a pocket. But luckily, that ball didn't flow too much to turn into an interception. So the Panthers back where they were on this last drive now with a third down. Third down and six this time. 4:51 remaining in the first quarter. There is no score between Elder and LaSalle. Panthers with their second opportunity. They're going to go Kluzman, Kirch to the right side. Along, setting up, and Justin Ray's going to go in motion. He's on now, going to go to the right side as well. Looking at Hamilton to the right. Steps up the middle, complete. It's Mikey Kirch at the 41-yard line, a gain of six. It's right at the sticks, Phil. I don't know if he got it or not. A good hit on that play by Tristan Wolf. Just Johnny on a spot, made a big hit, but they're going to go ahead and mark it and say he got to the sticks and give him the first down. Kirch had opportunities for any yards after that catch. No, he got hit pretty well in the back. A first and 10 at the 41-yard line. 4.30 remaining here in the opening quarter. There is no score between Elder and LaSalle. Two wide receivers off to the right. It's Harp and Kirch. And now two to the left side. They go in motion now as Georges goes in motion. Setting up Hamilton and now gives it to Flowers. Flowers 40, 35, 30, 25. And he is going to push forward to the LaSalle 21-yard line. A gain of 20 on that game. Brumfield finally brings him down for the Lancers, but he was able to just break through. Great job by Hamilton, too, really selling the fake on that one to keep the defensive backs thinking that the ball was still in his hands. Quickly, first and 10 at the 21. Now again, looking at Flowers. Flowers inside to the 20, the ball on the ground, but he got it back right at the 20-yard line. A gain of a yard on that one for the Panthers, but a close call there. Yeah, nothing that looked like that very first play from line of scrimmage where Flowers hit the line and just had nowhere to go. 3.40 remaining in the opening quarter. There is no score between LaSalle and Elder. The Panthers get a, a Samari Freeman fumble recovery and now have moved the football down to the LaSalle 21. Two wide receivers to the right side. They go in motion with Kirch. Flowers to the left side of Hamilton. And Hamilton steps back at his 29. Looks to throw. Complete to Flowers. 20, 15. He's out to the 10-yard line before he's taken out of bounds. A gain of 11 and another first down for the Panthers. Gets it out to Flowers uncovered there on the side. He just kind of leaked out of the backfield. LaSalle didn't have anybody on him. Everybody else was covered down, but that is enough to continue to move the football. Put the Panthers in striking distance here. So the Panthers looking at a, a, a first and goal. Yeah, first and goal for the Panthers at the 10-yard line. Panthers trying to get something on the board here, their second drive of the game. First drive didn't do anything. They had a punt. But this one after the Samari Freeman fumble recovery, they've moved it down to the LaSalle 10-yard line. And a first and goal with two wide receivers to the left side. 
Setting up is actually it's Ramsey now, and Ramsey's going to keep a 10. He's at the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Elder Panthers, 6 nothing. pending. Great job by the offensive line, opening up a hole on the outside. Ramsey hit the lane, moving, and was able to pick all that up in one single play. So that Elder offense, first drive, first series out, looked to be in trouble tonight, not able to move the football, come out on that second drive after Samari Freeman gets the fumble recovery and, and looks much, much better for the Panthers. Auden Reeb will look to hold this one for Mauer to give the Panthers a 7-0 lead. The snap, the hold, the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 3-11 left in the opening quarter, the Panthers strike first. They lead it 7-0. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center, repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Sky. Welcome back. It's Len Harvey, Phil Bengal on a Friday night. The Panthers strike first. They lead it 7 to nothing. as Drew Ramsey with a 10-yard touchdown run after Samari Freeman had a fumble recovery at 538. The Panthers score at the 311 mark, and they lead it 7 to nothing. Phil. And after that great drive for the Panthers, that's got to breathe some life into their offense. Uh, just showing they didn't really have to come up with any big trick plays or anything like that. It's just a nice end around, kind of got things going. Flowers found his rhythm. Ben Hamilton got a couple of nice nice throws in there. So the Panthers hopefully now defensively too have that confidence from Freeman and, and Maurer put this one into the end zone so we know that Elder's defense if they can come up big here, they can get the ball back to the Panthers with good field position. And they'll set it up again at the 20-yard line. The Panthers will uh, good good play on, again, Mauer's been able to do that. Portions of tonight's game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian-Schuster-Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, certified financial planner, taking wealth management consultation, 513-562-8304. First and 10 for the Lancers at the 20. And now Cope's going to give it, and it's going to be a running back across the 20 to the 23-yard line. It's Jalen Grant on the carry for the Lancers. Panthers did a good job tackled by committee there, just really forcing him out of bounds, owning the sideline, but still, LaSalle gets that nice pickup on first down. It, it, it frees up their playbook a little bit. First, uh, second down at five now at the 25. Three wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Empty backfield this time for Cope. He's at his 20-yard line, now going to the sidelines to call the play, and now looking. They line up to the left side. It's Dylan Eddings. He's one of the first receiver inside. Bartley Thomas comes up for the Panthers now right on top of the wide receivers. Now setting up, and it's Cope. He's going to take it, and he doesn't get much. He gets to the 23, to the 24. Samari Freeman and company stopped him there. Yeah, Liam Holum comes in on that tackle as well to the Panthers. Great job just coming out of that after that big turnover with a little bit more momentum on defense really stuffing the run. Third down and five at the 25-yard line. Two minutes and five seconds remaining here in the first quarter. 7-0 Panthers. Uh, stats uh, tonight at LaSalleStats.com. Get a lot of the stats given us tonight. Three wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun is Cope back at his 20. 
And now steps back at his 17, looks to throw. Now he steps up, now he's going to roll to his right, and now he doesn't get much, throws it into the, into the bench, and incomplete for the for the Lancers. And he'll be chased out of bounds by a couple of Panthers, which, which really made that pass tough, and that's going to force the punt here. And this is exactly what we said before, Len, if they can, defense can come out strong, they can force a punt and give Elder an opportunity for some really good field position. Is this going to be uh, Logan Forkham's going to come out uh, to punt the ball for the Lancers? And back deep, it's going to be Gutekunst for the Panthers as uh, Luke Flowers is not taking doing any kicks tonight. So Gutekunst back at his 35-yard line to retrieve this punt from the 10. And now it's a pretty booming kick. And it's going to take uh, Gutekunst back, and he fumbles it out of bounds at the 25-yard line. So the Panthers will have to start off a little bit further back, but that was, that was a good kick. A great kick. I mean, that's one thing. You know, you can be able to kick those those booming kicks and flip the field for the Panthers with no return. So Elder now comes out with their offense, with the confidence from the last drive. But we know that LaSalle's defense can make some good changes. They, they've done it before, and look for them maybe to – adjust how they're attacking the run since the Panthers, that's where they were able to really move the football last one. First and 10, they marked it at the 26-yard line. Hamilton setting up at quarterback. They go Ramsey in motion. He lines up to the left of and now looking as Hamilton throws it to Ramsey. It's complete 25. He's out to the 30, and he's out to the 34-yard line. A gain of eight for Drew Ramsey and the Panthers. Just able to get outside. It just goes in motion, moves and then Hamilton decides once he knows he's got his blockers, he's able to come around the end. It's almost just like an end-around play. So right now the Panthers get the big second-down pickup, or big first-down pickup, making it a nice second down. Second and three. They actually marked him at the 33-yard line. thought he got a little further out. But it's a minute to go in the opening quarter, 7 nothing Panthers. Broxterman's going to line up wide to the left side, and Flowers is going to go next to Hamilton, two wide receivers to the right. And, and Flowers gets the call this time, and he gets across the 35, and he's out to about the 37-yard line. A gain of four, but it is enough for an elder Panther first down. Rod's Roost Restaurant and Pub, a Westside landmark for over 60 years, and they're proud to support elder football. And besides the city's best fried chicken, the Roost also features barbecued ribs, German sauerkraut and burgers, wings, homemade Saratoga chips, coleslaws, and cream pies. Race Road in Bridgetown, Ron Roost, it's clucking good. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 38-yard line. And they'll set up with two wide receivers to the left side. They go in motion with Ramsey. Hamilton back, and now he's going to throw it to Ramsey. And Ramsey gets a good block, 35. He's out to the 40. 45, he got a flag down, and this one's coming back. Yep, there's a holding on the sideline. Harp's going to get picked on that one. It's just a, a little bit, but it was so wide open, he got into the shoulder pads. You could just see the movement, and the second he did it, you saw him look over his shoulder to see if an official was right there. Uh, just one of those uh, one of those times you, you just got caught at the wrong moment. You know, we know that holding sometimes happens on those outsides, but it's just enough to negate that big gain. And, and as that clock's at the 11-second mark here, once they roll it, putting this back in play, it would probably be the last play of the quarter. Yeah, that's like the kid in the cookie jar, right? The kid putting his hands in the cookie jar. First and 10 at the 33-yard line for the Panthers. 
We've got two wide receivers. Make that three now to the right side, two to the left side. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, and that will do it. That is the end of the first quarter of play. With the score, the Elder Panthers seven, and the LaSalle Lancers nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther football. Welcome back. It's Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at LaSalle High School. Quarter number two getting ready to start. Oh, check. They're still going to have a, a, they're putting some time back on the clock, I guess. Not sure why, but. Yeah, they're going to put 11 seconds back up on the clock. So we still are in the first quarter of play. So first and 15 from the 33-yard line. The Panthers with 11 seconds. Now Hamilton throws to Ramsey. It's complete across the 30, 35 to the 40, and he's out of bounds at the 42-yard line with three seconds, two seconds, one second. And now we are officially, nope, let's see. Well, it should be, yeah, he went out of bounds. So that should have clocked, yeah, just. So the Panthers have about five, six seconds here to run one more uh, in in the first quarter. So it is still 7-0. We are in the first quarter of play. It's a little confusion with the stat, with the actual clock. And so we have second down and six at the 42-yard line. Six seconds remaining. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Hamilton is at his 36-yard line in the shotgun. He's got Flowers to the left. And now Hamilton rolls to the right. He's going to throw it to Ramsey. It's complete across the 45 to the 47-yard line, right at the LaSalle logo here. Uh, and the Panthers now with uh, will take a quick timeout, 7 nothing. They lead it on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology know businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today. Welcome back. It's Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at LaSalle High School. On a Friday night, the Panthers have a 7-0 lead. We are really officially now, I'm not making this up, we are in quarter number two, Phil. Yeah, I think they just went back to when they placed the football, rolled the clock a little bit too soon, so the Panthers weren't able to get the play in, so they went back, reset it, ran the clock, so now we're back in, we're into the second quarter as the Panthers are getting close to midfield. They have it at the 48-yard line, a third down and one with two wide receivers to the right. It's Ramsey in at shotgun here. Ramsey at his 45. Now we're going to run it across, and he is uh, right around the 49, uh, almost right close to the, the midfield marker, and I think that's going to be close to a first down. 
Should be a first down. Yep, they're going to go yeah. ahead and move the sticks and roll the clock. Yeah, so it's a first down for the Panthers at the 49-yard line. The Underground Sports Shop provides the Prep Sports Radio Network with great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats, and they can make your business or organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shops and owner Sean Mason supports this broadcast in elder football at 513-751-1662. That is the Underground Sports Shop. 11.30 to go, second quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead and have a first and 10 at their own 49. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Hamilton stepping back at his 45, now about 42-yard line. Steps and throws. It's complete at the 39 of, of LaSalle, and that was Andrew Harp with the catch. Andrew Harp makes the catch, but he had to go to his knees to, to make it, so the second he caught the football, he was down. Uh, kind of one of the positions, though, when he caught it, there were no Lancers in the area, so there wasn't really a man coverage. So we saw previously, you know, LaSalle doubling up on Ramsey, but here Harp was able to find his himself a spot just in the defensive backfield. They go with five wide receivers. Mikey Kirch goes in motion. Now four to the left side. Shotgun is Hamilton. Rolls back at his 45 on the first and 10. Now throws. It's complete. There's that man again, and it's crossing complete inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. It's actually Broxerman on the catch for the Panthers. It's on the left side. You had Broxerman at the far split out, then Ramsey, then Ray. And the routes that were run, Broxerman was just left all alone. I mean, he was just sitting out there by the down marker almost, and Hamilton kind of turned and made his reads downfield, and still nobody came up to pick up Broxerman. So Broxerman's able to get a, a nice nice pickup, nice movement of the football. First and 10 at the 29-yard line of the south. Three wide receivers to the right and one to the left side. Shotgun Hamilton back at his 35, and he's got Flowers to the right side. Kirch goes in motion, now setting up. Looking as Hamilton throws, it's complete to the 25-yard line of LaSalle. A gain of four to Drew Ramsey. That was a quick one, just pulled it right out of the belly of Flowers and then just was able to put that ball, move that ball forward for Ramsey to pick up about five on that one. The Elders offense just kind of moving. It's very nonchalant, just just moving the football, nothing fancy, nothing different. This is the, the offense that we've been hoping to see from the Panthers, especially like I keep talking about as we move in to the playoffs. Setting up is Hamilton, second and six from the 25. Ray and Harp to the right, two wide receivers to the left, Broxerman and Ramsey. They go in motion to the right, now looking to Flowers, but they're going to throw it. He gets hit as he throws. It is incomplete at the 19-yard line. The Lancers thought they were going to get an interception, but it was incomplete. Yeah, ball was tipped, really, on that on that hit, too. I mean, the ball just floated in the air and almost came up with the interception. LaSalle was able to make a dive, dive for it. But the ball had already hit the ground, so Elder really gets lucky on that one in his face just here with a third down. Third and six from the 25, 9.55 to go second quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead after a 10-yard touchdown by Drew Ramsey. So at the 25-yard line, the Panthers looking to keep this drive alive. They've got Broxerman off to the left side. They go Harp to the right side. They got Hamilton and Ramsey to the left. Hamilton in the shotgun now. Ramsey moves to a wide receiver spot. On this third and sixth throw is complete to the 19, and out of bounds, it's Justin Ray right around the 16-yard line, and the Panthers have a first down. And the advantage to having four guys out running routes is that when they bring that many guys real fast, you can make a quick hit out there to Justin Ray and get a big, big play. Uh, just a quick score update. San X is leading Eagles Landing 13 to nothing in the second quarter. 
First and 10 at the 17-yard line. With 9.50 to go here in quarter number two. And they'll set up with two wide receivers to the left side. Hamilton is looking with Flowers to his left side. Georges moves to the left side. And now, again, it's Hamilton to his left. Looking to throw. It throws it. It's complete to Harp uh, right around the 13-yard line to the 12, maybe. Maybe a gain of five on that one, Phil. Yeah, had Ramsey downfield in the end zone as he ran his route and, and looked like he might have been open. But the safe throw, the safe throw was getting it to Harp on the sideline, moving the football up, not taking a chance. Get the yards, move the ball. So good good read by Ben Hamilton to, to get us to get Elder to a nice second down here. And they did give him six on that, so they moved it all the way to the 11. So it's a second down and four right at the 11, 9.43 remaining here in the second quarter. They line up with two wide receivers off to the right side. They've got Ramsey in the backfield on this 11-yard line. On a second and four, Ramsey gets the snap, gas the ball, and gets to about right back to the 10 to the 9-yard line. Gain of about two on that for Drew Ramsey with 9.32 to play here in the quarter. Your health has always been a top priority with your partners at Mercy Health. Lucky for our student-athletes, they don't have to go too far to see that action. Athletic trainer Jeffrey Fitz is always close by to help personalize care for our Panthers. And uh, team physician Dr. Mott does him just a phone call away for all your sports medicine needs. Thank you for all you do to keep our Panthers student-athletes healthy. Mercy Health is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Third and three for the Panthers. They move it to the 10-yard line. One wide receiver to the right side. Hamilton, shotgun, now rolls to his right. He keeps it. And he gets to about the eight-yard line. I don't know if he's going to have a first down. Let's see, Phil, did he get to the seven? I think where they, they got him marked, it looks like they're going to they're going to go ahead and, and keep it. It's going to be a fourth down. It's going to be just yeah. a little bit short. Not much of a difference there. I mean, the Panthers should be able to pick this one up, fourth and one. I mean, they've been able to, to, to move the ball with, with Flowers, with Ramsey, with Hamilton. So I think Elder should be able to pick up this this fourth down and one. And even, too, if you just go with a nice hard count to start it here and see if maybe LaSalle gives you the freebie. Fourth and one. Ramsey's going to take it out of shotgun formation at the eight-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right. Ramsey keeps it himself, gets inside the 10, and gets to about the six-yard line where he's got a first down. Almost got caught in the backfield, though. Just... Uh, Got off a tackle and uh, got that extra couple of yards, Phil. Yeah, Jack Freeze was able to try to go after him in the backfield, but he was able to just really break off of that shoestring tackle and turn the corner and pick it up a lot more than, than what was needed, but got to the sticks, got the first down. So now Alder has a fresh set looking to, to knock it in here with about eight minutes to go in the second quarter. First and goal, they're going to mark it at the four-yard line, just about the five, but four-yard line is where they mark it. 8-10 to play here in the second quarter. 7 nothing Panthers. They lead it. They're going to line up with Harp to the left side. Hamilton in the shotgun. He's got one wide to the right. Flowers moves to his right. And now Hamilton gives to Flowers to the left. Flowers goes into the end zone for the touchdown. And the Panthers have a 13-0 lead pending the extra point. And it just, again, the Elders just showing that they have the ability to move the ground. Flowers uh, missed him last week with that injury, but obviously he's back feeling pretty good. So that, that's just something that you have to think is great for the Panthers moving in to, to, to games like this where the weather isn't great for throwing a football. If you can have a successful running game, that's really going to help you tonight. 
And Maurer will look to add the extra point. Now Otten Reeve to hold. The kick is up with the right foot, and this one is good. So with 8.05 remaining in the second quarter, the Panthers have a 14-0 lead. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. Welcome back to LaSalle High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And the Panthers score on a four-yard Luke Flowers touchdown. They lead it 14 to nothing. Previous touchdown was Drew Ramsey, a 10-yard touchdown run. So they've been able to move it. And uh, good good drive by the Panthers there to get the touchdown. Uh, the I'm going to go back again. and it, It's probably annoying to some. But that first drive when the Panthers got the football, I mean, just the way that the weather was earlier, Though I know that the, how this game is, it's senior night for LaSalle, and the way that Elder wasn't able to move the ball, I was really worried if uh, this was going to be a tough night for the Panthers because that's happened before where Elder struggled in the first half against LaSalle out here, uh, even in years when they've had success on offense. So it was good to see them to get two, two drives really going and moving that ball. And Maurer almost kicked it into the stands that time with a good kick. Cooper Electric is proud to support elder football, reliable service, and prompt and quality service is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrading your electrical service for your home or your business is easy with Cooper Electric. Cooper Electric at 513-271-5000. to go in this second quarter. The Panthers have a 14-0 lead. And again, LaSalle is going to be starting from the 20-yard line again because Maurer just continues to, to just crush the ball on kickoffs two wide receivers for the lancers to the right side one to the left side they set up with cam cope at quarterback cope gonna roll and gonna run it himself and he gets across the 20 to about the 22 yard line before he is taken out of bounds uh the panthers do a good job that time hirschmeyer made the tackle oh josh dugan actually looking at that one. Yeah, Josh Dugan was the guy that really ran him down. Dugan is a guy that has been coming in the past couple weeks, but that down downward pursuit down the line is really hurting this rushing attack they're trying to do, which is just really find a lane and, and break it. Second and eight from the 22-yard line. Cope looking to throw, throws it down incomplete that time, and the Panthers have been able to figure out uh, a little bit there as that time Gutekunst uh, making the uh, – play dylan eddings could not come up with it so that's great time great timing there on that play i mean it was close it's one of those ones as iffy but here's that lasalle's opportunities can be a third down here third and eight and, and they weren't able to move the ball they had a punt last time elder brings in their typical rushing attack moving their guys in Kershaw on the field you know spinney's going to be off the line ramsey's there in the middle so this is where elder hopes to get force lasalle off and maybe get another touchdown Cope on a third and eight, rolls to his right, down the field, throws, it's complete to the tight end, across the 35 to the 37-yard line. J.D. Wallace with his third catch of the night. 
And so with the big problem there is that there was no real rush or push on Cope, so he was able to make that read. The last drive when they forced us out of the field, the defense forced him to make some quick decisions there. He's able to keep reading, and they got Wallace back in again where he's just sitting in front of a white jersey, and that's an easy target. Yes, he has been. Three receptions for Wallace, a first and ten at the 37. Two wide receivers left, one to the right. Cope going to give it. The running back this time is going to be DeVay Hill. And Hill gets to the 39-yard line, a gain of a, a couple on second down. Football season begins hot and humid, then finishes cold and frigid. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, that Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They are proud to support elder football since 1954. They've been operating and will give you the straight answer and help you to find what you're looking for in your system. Second down and seven for the Lancers at the 40. 648 and counting in the second quarter. Three wide receivers to the left. Cope gets the snap and now gives it off to Hill, and Hill doesn't get much on that one. And nothing doing on that play there. I mean, a couple of different Panthers heights. was one of the ones kind of coming off of the end of the pile. Uh, Elder will bring in their their third down alignment. But the past two, just trying to get those runs, uh, you know, the Hill one. I mean, he's got 33 carries coming into this season for 244 or 240 yards, about seven a carry. Elder's been able to stop him. All be seen off to the right side. They've got three wide receivers to the left side, including J.D. Wallace, who's had a good night tonight so far, and Trailer. They set up with a third and five at the 42-yard line. Eddings goes in motion to the right. Now Cope looking to throw. Rolls out, and he's going to be sacked back at the 35-yard line. Samari Freeman with the sack and a big play. He already has a fumble recovery, now a sack. Great job there by the initial pursuit by spinning on the right side because he attacked the edge and was starting to collapse that outside lane, which caused Cope to have to step up right where Freeman had broken in front of his guard so that he was able to go in and make that tackle. Spinning being in that outside contain really helped there. I mean, did a great job at that end position to force that, that sack for Freeman and force this punt. Forkham is back at his 22-yard line on a 4th and 10 at the 35. Gutekunst is back for the Panthers at the 20-yard line. Had a tough time on the other side to catch one. Let's see if it's better on this side from right to left. The Lancers kicking this one. And the kick is up. And this one's another good kick. It's going to bounce this time at the 30. Gutekunst takes it and goes out of bounds at the 28-yard line. So Panthers will have the football with 5.03 remaining. In the second quarter, uh, Gutekunst had a little tough time fielding those punts. Yeah, the but last punt was, was a, a high punt, uh, a great kick, so it was hard. He was going off to his side, kind of leaning towards the sideline over here to, near us with LaSalle. This one, same way, coming to the LaSalle sideline, but a little bit short. And really, it looked like that ball was probably going to go out of bounds, but Zach came up, tried to make a punt, and was, was just as dangerous as the last one, really, but he's able to get it. So the Panthers take over here. Sitting at the 28-yard line uh, with about five minutes here remaining in the second quarter. And the Panthers uh, set up here with the first and 10 at the 28. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right. They go Georges in motion. Now they go with two wide to the left only. Looking left, throwing. It's Ramsey. Complete 25. He's at the 30. He's at the 35, the 36 yard line before he's taken down by Ben Schleff uh, on the play. The Panthers do a good job on that one getting Ramsey out. Big block by Mikey Kirsch to really spring Ramsey at the point of attack is that they had read it really well and started to to, to really close, but Mikey Kirsch, big block to really break it. 
Second down and two. The ball spotted at the 36-yard line, setting up two wide receivers to the right. And now roll the Flowers. And Flowers gets it across to the 40, uh, to the 41-yard line. So the Panthers have another uh, first down there to get that. Oh, check that. They had a first down earlier. Let's see. Are they going to keep it at first? They did. They moved it. So they moved it at the 40-yard line. Panthers will have the football first and 10. Four minutes and 13 seconds remaining, leading 14-0. And so switching out here, Ben Hamilton's going to go to the sideline. So Ramsey's going to be in that, that you know, wildcat-type position here on this play. And Ramsey will, as you mentioned, he's in the backfield by himself and now looks with two wide to the right, two to the left side. Now they go in motion with Justin Ray, the fake to him. It's Ramsey's got good room. He's out to the 45, and he's out. It's right at midfield where he's finally taken down uh, right there by number 37. And Chase Stein making the tackle for the for the Lancers. Evan James and Bo Bryson got out in front. He had two offensive linemen leading your blocking to block one LaSalle guy, and it was like both guys, they, they didn't know who was going to get the guy, and he was able to actually slither in and kind of slow it up. What it looked like was going to be a big gain, uh, it wasn't there, and Ramsey couldn't just get around the edge on that. That's a play, though. Love to see him run that again later. Second and one, and Ramsey takes it, gets, gets into LaSalle territory at the 48, has a first down for the Panthers with 313 remaining. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. Enjoy a clean and comfortable stay for small or large groups, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Uh, proud sponsor of Panther Sports. Three minutes remaining in the second quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Coming up at halftime, the Caldwell Banker Halftime Report. The best show in the business with Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, and Tom Kennedy. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right side. They go Mikey Kirch in motion to the left. Hamilton gets the snap, rolls to his left. Now looking to throw, steps up and throws it out of bounds. Just a little too high that time, uh, but uh, Hamilton didn't have much there. They didn't have a chance on that one. Uh, good good pursuit on the backside there uh, for LaSalle by uh, Jalen Delaney. Came up and just able to get some pressure, but... Elder had it covered pretty well, but it didn't develop as fast as it wanted to on that left side rollout. Uh, you had a little bit of inside. You had a hat on a hat, and you had a couple of linebackers that filled some of those open holes. So the Panthers looking at second down, but still 240, tons of time. Second down, they'll mark it uh, right at the 48-yard line. Second and 10, three wide receivers to the left, one to the right side. Hamilton's at his 46-yard line. And now looks, and he's going to run it. He gets across into, at the 45 of LaSalle before he is taken down on the play, that time by number seven. And that's uh, a good tackle by Dulles, DeLeon, DeLeon, rather, Jalen DeLeon making the tackle. Mikey Kirsch went in motion on that play from right to left, and once he got to about that gap between the, the tackle and the end, he, he went through and led that block on that lane. So the Panthers here with a third down, but they're in that portion of the field that, you know, if they can make this a, a decent run here, they're definitely thinking about an easy fourth down. Third down, they set it up with about uh, three yards across the right side, looking as Hamilton, looking to throw, stepping up, throws. It is complete. It's Flowers at the 35 of LaSalle. He steps out around the 33, and it's a first down for the Panthers. What a huge play blocking-wise on that one for Will Singler. Will Singler's out there going up against 
uh, Jared Johnson, who looked like he really had great pursuit on the outside. And ben, he kept kicking and kicking and kicking. And Ben Hamilton, right at the right time, stepped up in the pocket. And Will Singer was able to just shove him out on his pursuit and open up that big play so he could find flowers for that first down and get out of bounds. First and 10 at the 34, minute 55 remaining in the second quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Ray is far to the left side. Kluzman to the right side with Ramsey. Shotgun on this first and 10 at the 34. It's Hamilton throwing down the field. He's got a man, and it's a little too far for Justin Ray. He had no one behind him. And that one was one he had to sail because as he was waiting, and Coach James is kind of looking at the offensive line, just like, we needed one more second on that one, boys. We need one more because Hamilton kind of had to rush to throw, so it sailed a little bit, and Justin Ray, that's kind of last week we had a couple of those right at his fingertips. But they took a strike, uh, you know, but stops the clock with a minute 49 to go. Second and 10 from the 34-yard line. Harp is lined up wide to the right. Ray's going to be the inside one. This time it's Ramsey to the right. Shotgun too wide to the left side. Hamilton back at his 40, looking to throw. Steps up in the pocket, complete to Ramsey, 25, 20. And still with it, 15 to the 10, to the 5, around the 3-yard line before he has taken down a gain of 31 on the play. What a beautiful route. It's a crossing route. Hamilton hit him right in stride, right in the numbers in the middle of the field. He was a step ahead of his guy, so he was able to turn the corner and get upfield. Then downfield, uh, Lancer defensive back didn't catch the number on. He tried to throw a shoulder into him instead of wrap up, and Ramsey just kept on going. So the Panthers knocking on the door again. Officially 30 yards on the play to the four-yard line. The Panthers will have two wide receivers to the right. Ramsey shotgun with this first and ten. Now looking, going to take it himself, looking to try to get in the end zone. That time did not get in, got to about the one-yard line. A gain of three for the Panthers with a minute five, and the clock continues to run. Nelder can just take their time right here. I mean, the clock, you know, is running underneath a minute. They still have timeouts if, if they need if they need them, uh, but they're definitely able to, to continue to, to work it here. But this is very makeable from about, say, about the two. First and goal from the four, from the two. Yeah, you're right. And it's Ramsey going to go in to the left side, and he gets into the end zone for the touchdown. Second one of the game for Ramsey, and the Panthers lead 20 to nothing pending this one. And that's exactly what Elder was looking for was get that, that score. You know, you come back to back after a Samari Freeman fumble recovery, big sack on the last one, and then Elder's able to, to really control that clock from about the five-minute mark, take this down to 39 seconds, but punch it in, make this a three-score football game with the Panthers getting the ball back uh, to start the second half. They will, and setting up now is is Maurer with Auten Reeb to hold. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 39 seconds left in quarter number two, it's the Panthers 21, and LaSalle Lancers nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team. 
With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to LaSalle High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal and the Panthers have a 21-0 lead. Drew Ramsey with his second touchdown of the game, this time a, a one-yard run to the left side of the end zone. And the Panthers have really done it. Uh, they have uh, outgained LaSalle 213-70 to in the opening half. And it'll be Mauer looking to put this one in the end zone again. Mauer with the kick, and this one is going to take it back into the end zone and right in the back of the end zone. So, again, the Lancers will have to start at the 20. A little bit frustrating, I think, for them tonight. They just not the run is it's been there. I mean they've had it. They've had opportunities where they've moved the football, they've passed the football well, but they haven't been able to put together a full drive. Now the way that LaSalle is though, and the way that these games have gone in the past, I'm not counting anybody out at this point, and we know LaSalle still has a lot of speed if they're able to break one of those big runs. But look for the Panthers here with thirty nine seconds to go, bring in their third down unit, so the rush unit thinking that LaSalle might try to throw one, get one downfield to get a quick score before half. First and ten for the Lancers at their own 20-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left side, uh, to the right side, rather. One to the left side, and they'll set up here with this first and ten. Cope, and now he'll give it up the middle, and it's going to be Jalen Grant on the carry. And uh, they'll get it to about the 23-yard line. So it'll be a second down coming up for the Lancers. Coming up at halftime, the best show in the business, the Call of Banker Halftime Report with Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, and Tom Kennedy. Call of Banker Halftime Report. You can call them at 513-922-9400. Second down. They're going to mark it right around the 21-yard line. They are going to go to the half. They are not going to run another play, and that will do it. It's been a good first half for the Elder Panthers. They lead it 21 to nothing. We'll come back with the Caldwell Banker Halftime Report on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. This is Father Benedict O'Kinsla, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. 
It's time for the Coldwell Banker Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first-half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And welcome back to LaSalle High School. It's halftime, and the Elder Panthers are up over the Lancers. 21 to nothing. a kind of a misty, chilly night here at Lancer Stadium. Uh, Buddy LaRosa Field. But before we get into talking about this game, lots of action all over the city right now. We're going to switch to Steve Bengal and get you caught up on some scores at or near the half, Steve. At or near the half, exactly. And these are uh, GCL South teams in, in action. The game you're listening to here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder at halftime, 21 to nothing over the LaSalle Lancers. Uh, Moeller down right now, 7 to nothing to Martin Luther King out of Michigan. And uh, St. X over Eagles Landing Christian out of Georgia, 13 to nothing. GMC action, Lakota West. I, I think I just heard before I came up, I think Eagles got on the board. I think it's uh, 13 to 7 now. 13, okay, thank I, you I, for the I, update I just there. heard that real quick, a little bit. 13 to 7 in that game. So St. X still ahead of that. Heading that game at or near the half. GMC action. Lakota West needed a win tonight to get the sole title in the GMC, and right now they're up over their counterparts in the East, uh, uh, three to nothing at or near the half. Uh, Middletown uh, losing to Fairfield right now, fourteen to nothing. They got their first win last week, and uh, uh, doesn't look like uh, they're, they're going to pull off the second win tonight. Hamilton thirty-two, Mason fourteen. Sycamore and Oak Hills, since Oak Hills uh, found out they're going to the playoffs, uh, are going on a tear here, trying to get their first victory. It's 14-14 to 14 at or near the half. Oak Hills and Sycamore. Sycamore, a good squad coming in at 4-5 and five and 3-4 and four in, in the GMC. Oh, oh, Sycamore just went up 21-14, uh, to 14, so forget everything that I just said. Uh, Princeton, 7. Coleraine, nothing. Since that Hills League action, Wyoming needs the win for sole possession of the title, and they're up 30 to nothing over Madeira right now. Taylor, 7. Marymount, nothing. Kings in the ECC needs a win to get the outright championship. Right now they're up 14-7 to over Little Miami. Anderson with a win and a Kings loss could tie for the championship. Anderson doing their part. They're up 14-6 to over Turpin right now. 11-7, Walnut Hills nothing. Edgewood needs a win in the Southwest Ohio Conference to get the sole championship. And Ross and Harrison have a chance at a tie if Edgewood would lose. Edgewood up right now 21-6 to over Harrison. In the made-for-TV matchup, the 8-0 McNick versus the 8-0 Baden. Uh, go in for the, the GCL uh, co-ed ch- championship and uh, so, some you know, playoff rankings. Uh, Baden right now ahead 27-7 to in that game. In the uh, CMAC, uh, Cincinnati Metro Conference action, it is Woodward 12, Taft 6. Miami Valley Conference action, uh, Miami Valley uh, Christian down to Cincinnati Country Day 28 to nothing. Near the half, Lachlan 12, New Miami 8. Uh, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy winless so far. They're up over Norwood 6 to nothing, uh, getting near the half. 14 to 14, Purcell Marion and Summit Country Day are, are locked up right now in Miami Valley Conference action. Southern Buckeye Conference action, Clinton Massey 21, Wilmington nothing. 
Uh, Williamsburg 21, Claremont Northeastern nothing. Eaton and Monroe all tied up right now, 7-7. Oakwood 14, Middletown Mason 7. In Kentucky, Newport Central Catholic all over Bellevue in, in 1A District 4 action, uh, 35-7. 6A District 6 action, Dixie Heights over Campbell County, 28 to, to 3, or 28 to 6, I should say. And uh, Covington Catholic in 5A District 5 action over Connor right now, 7 to nothing in playoffs. In Indiana South Dearborn, uh, 14, uh, Madison, nothing right now. So those are all the scores we have. We'll be following up on all those games uh, out at the, the big uh, Harbin show tonight at Roosters. Well, Tom, a big pivotal play in this game, uh, fumble recovery by Samari Freeman. Uh, and uh, we, we knew that on a wet turf like this that turnovers were going to be key. Elder did get the ball back at that one and you know, kind of got the momentum going, and here we are 21 to nothing at the half. It definitely did. They, the definite momentum change for the Elder Panthers, uh, the, the turnover, fumble recovery by Samari Freeman, led to the uh, 10-yard rushing touchdown by Drew Ramsey, uh, and then Drew Ramsey with a one-yard touchdown run late in the third in the second quarter, less than a minute to go. Uh, and then uh, Luke Flowers with a four-yard touchdown run of his own midway through the second quarter, uh, putting the Panthers up 21 to nothing. And, guys, I'm thinking this is – maybe the most complete first half that elders played all year you know i'm looking at some of the statistics and they're just jumping off the board uh, ben hamilton 15 for 20 131 yards 75 percent completion percentage i think he's well on his way to breaking the yeah, record mark no doubt yeah uh and then the thing that we haven't seen the last couple weeks is we started to see more rushing and running by the elder panthers last week against football north but uh, you know, today, uh, out of those 213 total yards, the, the elders rushed for 82 yards. Uh, Drew Ramsey with the, you know, the quarterback delay, the RPO, whatever you want to call it, nine, ten, nine attempts for 44 yards and two touchdowns. Luke Flowers, six uh, attempts for 33 yards and a touchdown. And Ben Hamilton, another two attempts and five yards. And five yards. So it, it, it's a complete, it's a complete, uh, game so far by the other Panthers and Will Singler I'm going to key a couple guys if I could with a key block uh, which led to a, a Luke Flowers touchdown. So a couple key plays there. And I, I think one of the things that, that, that actually I thought it would be a little bit more than this, but that kind of jumps out to me is Elder has done a good job at running the clock. They're, they're up uh, in, in time of possession, 14.09 to uh, 9.51 by, by LaSalle, uh, a good almost five minutes more than LaSalle. I thought it would be a, a bigger differential yeah. than that just from what we were seeing on the field. But Elder has been able to sustain some long drives. And they always talk about at the high school level, it's very hard to every time you get the ball have to go 90 yards unless you can get that 70-yard play in there somewhere. It's hard to grind it out. And we've seen that so far out of the Elder defense with with LaSalle offense, who actually has not really come out as advertised. They've been throwing the ball a lot more than than, uh, we were led to believe they were going to do. And uh, uh, the the quarterback, uh, uh, Cam Cope, looks, looks good. He's, you know, a little bit of happy feet back there, but he's, he's you know, he's, you know, he's completing some good passes, and, and uh, you know, I, I think you know, it's got a long second half if he can get back in this game. Tom, 
David Maurer once again. Uh, and and the, the kicker, I'm standing over by the, the cheering section, and they have a cheer, uh, Maurer power, every time he kicks it into the end zone. Pivotal. It, it, it is. Once again, every kick tonight, he's he buried it in the end zone. The last one, it, oh. it went out of the end zone. Yeah, four, four touchbacks and four attempts. And, and as we get to the playoffs and we get to the inclement weather like it is tonight, I mean, this guy's got a powerful leg. And, and then that puts the the defense in great position. LaSalle, uh, those four times had to start from the 20-yard line. Uh, but uh, one other thing, guys, too, is uh, Elder's got an 11-play touchdown drive and a 15-play touchdown drive. Steve, you mentioned it. Mark, you mentioned it. It does a couple things. It keeps LaSalle's offense off the field, and it takes time off the field. And what that's doing is that's reducing the number of possessions for the Lancers or any team that Elder's going to play from now on out this year. So, uh, man, if you're an Elder follower, you're feeling really good, really, really good about what this team's all about. And I'm telling you, Doug Ramsey's looking like uh, a sayer of what they were trying to do all year, play your best football at the end of the year. And I'm telling you guys, I I don't think anybody would argue that this is – probably one of the best first halves that Elders played all year. Well, there's no doubt about it. The LaSalle Lancers are a good quality team. There's a lot of football left to be played, but we're going to take our first time out here. You're listening to the Coldwell Banker Halftime Report, where it is Elder 21, LaSalle Lancers nothing right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Colerain Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and... Buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Colerain Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? and 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. 
being exciting night in high school football. It's week 10, and uh, we're going to be plotting out the the playoff scenario later on tonight out at Roosters. So if you're out here, you're getting a little rained on, a little chilly, you want to warm up, join us out at Roosters. We'll be leaving here probably uh, midway in the third uh, quarter to head out there and get ourselves ready, get all the stuff. We'll have uh, the board up where we can match who's going to play who and what. And our special guest, Harbin expert Joe Harbin. It's amazing they named the Harbins after Joe. It is. It's it's amazing that they do that. Funny but how uh, they do that. Yeah, it, smart it people. It, they are. They yeah. are. So they He's just an know, amazing man. Something they, should be named after him. They, they know how good he is, so they named it after him. So join us out at Roosters, or if you can't make it, tune in on the radio. We will tell you who the Panthers will be playing, and everyone else. A lot, of, you know, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, and, and we'll see how this all plays out. That's It's the fun thing. We know everyone's in the playoffs uh, with West right. High opting out. Even uh, O'Kills, who was uh, trying to get a win tonight, uh, losing the Sycamore 21-14. to But you, we, we will tell you how it all plays out. But let's get back to looking at this game here tonight, guys. A lot of football left, a good quality football team, this LaSalle answer team. Curious to see if uh, Mason Mattingly, the junior, will come in uh, uh, to, to kind of change things up uh, from Cam Coop, uh, Cope, the uh, the senior. But uh, we'll see. But, guys, uh, uh, like what you said, Tom, elders really put a good, complete game. And, heck, they got me guessing where they're going to go with it. So yeah. I'm sure LaSalle is doing the same thing. And let's give credit to the offensive line for the Elder Panthers, too, because, uh, you know, uh, they, they're playing a, a great game tonight. They're dominating uh, the defensive line for the LaSalle Lancers. They're giving plenty of rushing room for uh, Luke Flowers and Drew Ramsey, and at the same time giving Ben Hamilton enough time to find, to find his targets. It just seems like uh, things are clicking, and Mark, you so aptly said the, the, the turnover by uh, Samari Freeman kind of turned the tide and momentum to the Elder Panthers early in that first quarter. Steve, Coach McLaughlin, McLaughlin has coached some huge games over the last many years uh, at, at every level in state, and the, he's not sitting in there and saying, all right, guys, uh, we're going to give up here. They're going to come back with a vengeance, and the LaSalle Lancers have quality, size, speed. I, you know, it, There's a lot of football left to be played. In the pregame, one of the keys to, uh, to the, the, for LaSalle, I, I thought, was to run a, a balanced offense. And uh, they, they've passed the ball nine times. They've run the ball 15. Um, the problem is not the numbers or the balance. They've only made 49 yards uh, on, on offense through the air and only 21 yards uh, on offense uh, running the ball. That's a total of 70 yards on offense. You're not going to beat anybody with 70 yards of offense in, in a half. So, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they got a, a good quarterback. Uh, they got some fine receivers. They got some good running backs. You know, I, I think, like you're saying, you know, I, I just think they need to keep on doing what they're doing. You know, they, they've shown, you know, with the power of their schedule and the wins that they've gotten, that they do have the horses to get it done. But, you know, in the first half, they just have not gotten it done. You, know, you can credit a, a strong elder defense and the elder offense for taking the air out of the ball a little bit but uh, you know i i think yeah i think uh you know LaSalle needs to get a stop on on this first drive when elder touches the ball they can't go down 28 to nothing or it's just going to be a long 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 night for them because uh you know they're not geared for the quick strike offense so you know i i think 
you know, for if I'm a foul person, you know, get a, a stop here, and then I would go back to exactly what I'm doing and hopefully connect on a little bit longer runs and passes in the second half. Unusual weather tonight uh, down on the field. It, it almost had the illusion of snow. <laughs> it was uh, kind of a misty, uh, gentle, uh, foggy mist coming down. And uh, But it looks like it has subsided uh, and it's drying up. And uh, turnovers, Tom, uh, are always going to be the thing you got to watch out for, the great equalizer yeah. for both of these teams. I know LaSalle and Elder, they want to hold on and maintain the possessions because – there's not going to be a lot of possessions in the second half. Uh, it, it, this game could get going quick if, if LaSalle runs a lot. Right, and you're right. I'm looking at the halftime stats, Mark. Uh, Elder had two fumbles, but they recovered both of them. And on the LaSalle side, unfortunately for the Lancers, they had the fumble and they didn't recover it. Elder recovered it. So, you know, it's sometimes it's just the way the ball bounces. Uh, but, uh, you know, it feels, well, at least from an Elder standpoint, it feels like a playoff game. Uh, honestly, for LaSalle, they, they came out a little flat, possibly. But uh, you're you're right. McLaughlin's going to get these guys for the, the Lancers all fired up, and, and it should be a great second half. One interesting thing that I noticed going into this game is win or lose, the Elder Panthers are going to be second place in the GCL South. The reason of that is because Elder comes in one and one, and with the win they would go two and one and would be second place all by themselves. Muller comes in at 1-2, and, and LaSalle comes in at 0-2. So if, if LaSalle makes a big second-half comeback and wins the game, there will be a three-way tie for second place. So who cares? <laughs> and one more plug, Tom. You, you kind of have a, a, a closer relationship with Joe Harbin than we do. You you meet with him once in a while. Have, uh, yeah. Once in a while. Right. So uh, what, do, what do we expect tonight from Joe Harbin? Oh. Joe is going to uh, do what he does. Uh, he's done it for the last 20 and 20 plus years of accurately uh, getting correct the uh, top seeds, all the seeds in uh, Division One, Region Four. This year is going to be no different. Uh, I was talked to him a couple times this week, and I said, "Is it was it more difficult or less difficult?" He goes, "It's just as difficult as other years." Uh, because there's more teams, but he still gets enjoyment of doing it. He still enjoys it, and 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 if you want to get the the accurate, most accurate seedings in Region 4 by 11 o'clock tonight. Come on out or please listen, because if not, you're going to have to wait till Sunday evening when the OHSAA uh, announces it uh, to the public. And if I could get one one little high in there, uh, Joe's daughter, Bree, uh, is listening, and I want to just say hi, Bree, Bree. Papa says hi. Bree Harbin's a cute little girl. <laughs> and two, two, two score updates. Uh, Moeller's nodded it at seven. Uh, uh, in their, in their game against uh, the, the, the they're, they're, they're playing the, the Georgia team. Um, no, the yeah, Michigan Martin, team. Martin Luther King at a, at a yeah. Uh, and uh, Lakota West is up ten to nothing over over East at this point. And you said you had a score update on the same. I, I did not. I did not get that. But I, I thought I had seen that it's twenty to seven. St. X over Eagles okay. Landing, which sounds like a condo complex. But, it does. Uh, but uh, Off of Harrison Pike. Yeah. One more plug for Joe. Joe enunciates, and his phrasing is perfect, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's all yeah. about perfect. the phrasing. The phrasing. It is about the phrasing. Right. Well, that's all the time we have here. It's Elder 21 to nothing at halftime. All the second half action will be come to you from Lynn Harvey and Phil the Thrill Bengal, and we'll be out at Roosters, so join us out there. We'll see you at the end of the game.
That's all the time we have here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Ward Way Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. Welcome back to LaSalle High School. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal getting ready for the start of the second half at a 21-0 Elder Panther lead. Another good first half for Ben Hamilton, 15-20, 131 yards. And Drew Ramsey with five, with nine catches, or nine rushes rather, for 44 yards and two touchdowns, doing a good job on the receiving end with seven catches. He now has done a great job in two weeks. He has 38 catches in the last three weeks, and that is pretty amazing for Drew Ramsey. And a 21-0 lead as Ramsey scored on a 10-yard run after a Samari Freeman fumble recovery at the 538 mark of the first quarter. Ramsey went in from 10 yards out to make it 7-0. Flowers in the second quarter with a four-yard touchdown run at the 8.05 mark to make it 14-0. And then Ramsey went in from a yard out, and he did a good job in the first half to get that going. Meanwhile, on the south side, Coke Camp was four of nine for 49 yards. Jalen Grant uh, rushing five carries for 12 yards. Their top receiver was J.D. Wallace with three catches for 41 yards. He did a good job averaging 13.7 yards. and uh, But just the yardage, it was 213 yards for the Panthers, 70 for LaSalle, 131 for the Panthers in the air, 82 in the rushing department. Meanwhile, LaSalle with 49 yards through the air, which is 29, 21 yards. The time of possession was only nine minutes and 51 seconds for the Lancers. Meanwhile, Elder, 14 point. Uh, 14.09, Phil, and just, uh, you know, kind of a dominating first half. And Tom talked about it in the pregame, in the halftime show, rather, that this might be the most complete first half the Elder Panthers have played. Absolutely. Definitely the complete first half I've seen them play out here, uh, coming out after that slow start. So the Panthers get the football here. Let's see if they can continue that momentum and get another score and make this a four-score game. And LaSalle will kick it off. Mason uh, Loonsman will kick off to the Panthers. They'll set up 
to get see if they get a kickoff return here. Uh, just they're ready to start from right to left. They go. Lance is in their home red jerseys, the new jerseys that they picked up today. And it'll be a short kick. It's going to bounce it out of bounds at the seven-yard line. So the Panthers will get good field position uh, as they they do. So the Panthers, uh, this game is brought to you by Holding Realty. Proud to bring you Elder Panther football the next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one. Call one of these Elder grads and Holding team members, John Barth, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Holding, Tim Obermeyer, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Holding Realty for your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at holding.com. Panthers will have the football at the 35-yard line. Good start for their first drive of the second half. They'll set up with one wide receiver to the left side and two to the right. Hamilton in the backfield along with Drew Ramsey. Both in the game right now. Ramsey's off to the left side. Shotgun snap. It's going to be Hamilton pitch to Ramsey across the 30. And he gets to the 33-yard line before he is taken out of bounds by number eight. And that was J.J. Ruffin. Uh, Ruffin just looking at Ramsey right in the face on that run. He really didn't have anywhere to go on that one at all and just forced him out of bounds. Just a good play by LaSalle coming out of the gates to start this half. And that's what their defense needs. Their defense needs to get Elder off the field, get LaSalle back, get their offense back on the field, and try to make a run at the, at the Panthers because Elder's offense has been clicking almost every series they've had the ball since that first one. Two wide receivers to the left side, two to the right, shotgun formation. Back at the 29-yard line, Hamilton steps back at around the 26, looks to throw across the middle, incomplete. Harp was wide open at the 45-yard line. No one behind him, but just could not come up with it. Yeah, the ball was a little, is kind of off on where Harp was running his route and where the ball went. Harp kind of turned his body before he had that football. You know, coming out of the half, I mean, all you really do is you've, sat up in the locker room you come down here stretch a little bit you're not warming up like you did in pregame so that pass pass he normally catches just in and out so now LaSalle's defense has the opportunity on this third down to force Elder to punt it and get off the field but we know that Elder has been able to pick up some big runs some big plays and they're going to split everybody out here they got five wide receivers three to the right two to the left shotgun for Hamilton back at the 29 on this third and 11 steps up and throws it's complete to the 45 nope it's going to be incomplete it was intended for Harp, I believe. Yes, it was Harp at the 45, and incomplete. It'll be fourth down, and the Panthers will, in fact, have to pump this football away. And Harp went down a little bit hard on that one, kind of coming up a little, little gingerly on that one, just kind of moving. It, it, it kind of looked like he might have fallen on his hand uh, a little bit on that, but it forces the Panthers to punt. And Halbacene is back deep uh, for LaSalle at the 29-yard line. Meanwhile, Ramsey's at his 20. With a fourth and 11 at the 34, he steps up at around the 25, and now we'll kick this one left-footed to the left side, and it bounces around the 40 and takes an elder bounce at the 35 and still with it to the 30-yard line. So the LaSalle Lancers will take over at the 30 after the punt by Drew Ramsey. Petwatt sells fresh food, fresh pet food by the pound, and it's made locally in Ohio and with free next-day delivery. Visit online at Petwatt Cincy West. 11.28 to go here in the third quarter. Panthers have a 21-0 lead, but the Lancers, they have been known to get the offense going, but the problem is when you're a running team, 
it's going to be hard to, down 21 nothing. Right, but we've seen their passing game tonight using a different level passing and getting Wallace involved, who's their leading receiver right now, might be their key back into this football game. First and 10 at the 31, stepping up his Cope, and he's going to run it himself across the 30. He's to the 34-yard line. He gets hit pretty hard right around the 34-yard line, but a gain of three for the Lancers. That's Bartley Thomas who was able to upend him, but that one was just a, a nice little put it in the gut of, of his of his running back and, and decided to pull it out as he saw the whole defense fall in the offense in their zone block to the right and took it towards the elder sideline. So he was able to kind of go man for man on that side and pick up a little bit. Had Bartley Thomas not broken free from that block, he might have been able to pick up the first down, but Bartley Thomas shed it and was able to take him out. Second and seven from the 34 for the Lancers. Three wide left, one to the right. Shotgun for Cope. He's back at his 20, uh, actually 28-yard line in the shotgun formation, still with it with 10.40 and counting here in the third quarter. 21-0 Panthers, and we're going to flag as too much time maybe. Yeah, you're going to get a delay game on that one. Didn't seem like LaSalle really knew what they were doing. A couple got one guy, at least one guy split out that he, he almost, it was one of those times you were looking at him and just, don't move, don't move, fella. He, he, he almost kind of jumped after he was set. He did a good job holding himself, but still going to back that one up. So the run by Cope there now makes this, you know, a second and 12 and puts us out in a tough spot. Yeah, they got it at the 29-yard line where they'll mark it second and 12. As you mentioned, they'll go with one wide receiver off to the right side. And that's uh, Halbacene. He's off to the right side. They go two left and Cope shotgun formation on that second and 12. Long count. Now runs with it across the 25. And, well, nope, didn't get much. Just got to push all the way back. And they're going to flag down on the Panthers a little too much after the play for the Panthers. Well, well I'll be interested to see what these flags are. I think there's going to be two. They might be offsetting unless they're, they're both flags are called on the Panther and the push, but I think there might have been one on a lineman after the fact on LaSalle, but we'll see what they call here. If not, it's going to be definitely on the Panthers and going to be pushed back as that whistle was going uh, and they were just uh, attacking Cope. But let's see if they only got one on this one or if they're going to get two because I thought there were two on the play. If they're calling it, calling one on the Panthers, should have been one on the other way too. But, First of foul on the Panthers. After the whistle only goes one way. All After, right. yeah, got you. They, they threw two down, as you mentioned, Phil, but they'll mark it at the 45-yard line. Right around the LaSalle logo here at Lancer Stadium. A first and 10 will actually say 46-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the left, including Dylan Eddings and Jaden Trailer for the Lancers. It's Cam Cope at a quarterback, 5'10", 180-pound senior. But, again, you know, as I've always said, Len, when a guy's fighting for yards after the play and the whistle hasn't been blown yet and they're continuing to fight, 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 there's a thin line between when you can throw that flag for excessive push on the Panthers. So, right now, Doug Ramsey, what he's asking about is the spot. He's trying to figure out if you threw the flag at the spot of the foul, is this a mark off from the spot or from the, from the uh, down of the – where they're setting it so he doesn't believe the ball that should be moved up as far on this he's trying to talk to the officials but they're they're they, they seem to be they uh, do not agree yeah, with no. with coach ramsey on this one kind of netted about 17 yards on that one so it'll be first and 10 at the 46 yard line two wide receivers to the left side cope in the shotgun right around the 40 yard line 
He steps back and now looks to throw down the field, looking and throwing to trailer, and it's incomplete. Chris Camera made the stop. He got him, uh, and he's coming up a little gingerly as well. Chris Camera at around the 20-yard line. Yeah, Chris Cameron is hurting pretty good over here. Uh, it looks like it's his uh, it's his left arm. Um, I think is what he what he's favoring here on that one. He got climbed up on uh, on that play. He was playing some pretty good. He played great defense on it to break that pass up. I mean, in fact, I mean the LaSalle receiver kind of got into him to make sure it wasn't an interception. Great play, uh, but you know, right now yeah. it's definitely Chris Cameron's. It's his it's his left. Left arm, maybe left shoulder, but uh, it's right in between the four, the elbow and the and the yeah. shoulder. Athletic trainer Jeff Fitz and uh, Doc Bosom are out there taking a look at him right now. First ice for the Cyclones is October the 30th, so get your full season or partial season tickets now. Heritage Bank Arena will be rocking again this season, so visit CyclonesHockey.com for schedules, promotion, and fun. Cyclones hockey—it's more than just a game, and they're taking them off uh, the field right now. Hopefully uh, just a bruise. And Chris, and Chris's guy, he's done really well in the defensive backfield this year. Several big pass breakups. He's also kind of been a guy who, who's really running the show in the background as well, kind of moving guys where they need to be. So hopefully this is not something that, that takes Chris out for an extended period of time, whether that's this game or even moving into next week in the playoffs. Yeah, so so we'll him. see you know, where that goes. But Elder's been rotating enough defensive backs in, so Tyler McCoy's going to come in in that spot. Uh, you know, Cam Morgan has been playing in there. Bartley Thomas and Zach Gutekunst will be able to hopefully pick up the slack here for the remainder of this football game. Second and ten from the 46-yard line. They go in motion to the right, and now Cam Cope throws it to the right, and it's incomplete. Good defense by the Panthers. Great job, Liam McKenna. Yeah. Liam McKenna, I mean, just, just really pushing up. I mean, a, this is his second year, Liam McKenna, second year sophomore playing football. I mean, he's always been one of those guys who's been too big. And his second year playing football, he's a sophomore starting on a defense line. Great pressure. He's got a big wingspan, too, that, that really helps on those screens because sometimes you let those guys in quick, but if they're big and long like that, it makes it real hard for that quarterback to get that ball off. Third and ten from the 46-yard line, 9-19 to go third quarter, but the boys are heading out to Roosters for the big Joe Harbin update later, so make sure you head out there, third and ten from the 46-yard line. Setting up now is Cope looking to throw down the field. He throws incomplete. It was intended for Dylan Eddings, but Gutekunst was right there. And just nothing going, and Cope had a lot of time, some great great blocking up front by the Lancers to give him time to not able to get anything going, and they're going to come back here with Forkham to punt that football. And he's had a couple of big booming kicks, and Gutekunst, the you know the first one he struggled to to bring that one in. Second one went out of bounds a little bit, but with 9:14 to go here, Elder's looking to get the football back. Setting up the punt at the 30-yard line, from right to left, Gutekunst back at his 12, and they get ready to snap this one with 9:14 left here in the third. And the kick, this one, is going to be end over end. It's going to bounce, and Gutekunst takes it at the 20-yard line, out to the 22. Again, of a couple. He got it right around the 18-yard line, and he'll get a couple of yards. But uh, a little dangerous there fielding that one. 21-0 Panthers with the lead. 9-0-4, rather, left to play in this third quarter. For over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor. And now with the Red Wing Shoe Store's Ultimate Fit Experience, you'll receive state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products 
best suited for your work environment. Get the ultimate fit experience. One of five Cincinnati Red Wing shoe locations, Western Hills, Florence, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. Setting up a first and ten. And now the Panthers get across the 20 to the 22-yard line. It's Ben Hamilton with the carry, but not much there. Just kind of a broken play. Yeah, nothing going on that one. Elder's offense hasn't been able to, to pick up their stride yet. I mean, that's another play in the books that just – LaSalle's defense, good push up front. Hamilton not able to find some quick lanes, so Elder's still looking to get back on that horse. Second down and 10 for the Panthers. They mark it right around the 23-yard line, so not much on that. And they go one wide to the left side and two to the right. Hamilton setting up at about his 17-yard line. Shotgun, snap, and now the give to Ramsey to the left, and Ramsey's got it across the 25, still with it to the 28-yard line, maybe the 29-yard line, a gain of six. It'll be third down coming up for the Panthers. Elder did a nice job moving that football very quickly to the left because LaSalle was coming hard on that backside as the movement, as the motion went, as Ramsey motioned from right to left to take that. And then Elder was able to get up field and put this in a, a, a very manageable, makeable third down. But we know in the previous drive, LaSalle was able to force Elder off into a pump. Uh, Elder had that really great look at Harp in the middle. So let's see if they go back to the air. And here we go again. Three wide to the right, two to the left, empty backfield for Hamilton on this third and four. Steps up at the 22. And now he's going to be sacked right at the 23-yard line. So the Lancers get to the quarterback, and they do a good job there. The sack by number 99, it's Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. he's able to get through just a great rush on the outside. Just really was able to shed his his blocker. The, the, the elder offensive lineman had no chance. Ben Hamilton just nowhere to go. So the Panthers at the punt for the second time this half. All of a scene is back deep, and the kick is going to bounce. Uh, actually, no, that fair catch is called right around the 40-yard line. So no bounce and a, a catch by all by seeing uh, making the catch and the uh, Panthers now will have to go on defense as the LaSalle Lancers of the football right around the 40 yard line and they will set it up for their first and 10 21 nothing elder and elder hasn't gotten anything going on offense LaSalle has been able to stop them but at the same time they weren't able to respond on that first drive elders able to get off get them off the field LaSalle's got to start cutting into this lead. With seven minutes to go, this would be a great drive for them to cut into this lead. You, you've stopped them twice. You have the ability. You have the tools, but they got to get it going sooner rather than later. First and ten at the 40-yard line. They set up one wide receiver to the right side. J.D. Wallace goes in motion, and now it's Cope. He's going to give it across to Grant. Grant, uh, with not much doing, gets to about the 44-yard line. Got uh, got a lot out of nothing. Got to the Got about four, about three yards. And so this LaSalle rushing attack that if it gets its legs and gets moving, almost every guy that carries the football carries about averages four and a half yards or more a carry, which could be dangerous. But Len, like you said, the problem is, is if you're too far behind, yeah. that, that takes up too much time. So you got to look to see if they can break a couple of big ones. And each of them have, you know, 25 plus, you know, big play yards. So they just need one big play to break the game. Second and seven from the 43. Cope to throw. It's complete to around the 46 to the 47-yard line for Dylan Eddings. And Eddings gets a few. Gutekunst is able to bring him down on that play. Uh, Eddings coming into this game as a leading receiver uh, as far as receptions go, but that one there, not enough to pick up the first down. They line up with two wide receivers to the right, including Holmesine and Eddings. 
And now they'll set up a third and three at the 47. Cope gets the snap, gives it across, and it's a good, well, big run this time. It's Grant to the 30, and he's tackled at the 20, right around the 27 of Elder. Gutekunst and Bartley Thomas stopped the touchdown. And there you go. There's, there's Gutekunst making the play, but there's there's Grant breaking that one open. You know, we said that he's got, got big playability. And that's exactly what LaSalle needed, a little bit of momentum to flip the field. Now, Elder's defense has been able to hold strong at some of these points and get some key turnovers, but LaSalle is really looking to get get in the end zone. First and 10 at the 27 from right to left they go. They go in motion to the right side. It's going to be taken on the right side. It's number 33, and he's not going to get much. He's going to go to around the 28-yard line, maybe lost a yard on the play for the Lancers, and... Tamiko Jackson with the carry. And that's that Gutekunst who eventually makes a stop on a play, but that was a great, great stretch out by the Panther defense. I mean, that was a like textbook. Everything you practice in the summer about owning that edge and really getting and locking out on that outside shoulder and not allowing yourself to get a reach block, and, and that's what exactly happened there. Elder just strung that play out, strung that play out, and put Elder in a great position here on second. They put it back to the line of scrimmage, second and ten from the 27. Cope is going to run it himself. Cope gets to the 25, to the 20, and Gutekunst hits him right around the 15-yard line. A gain of a dozen, and that is a first down for the Lancers. A, a weird play. Henry Heights snuck right through and got into the backfield and just stopped because he didn't know where to go, where the ball was, and Cope still had a ball, and he had to move. And then he made his advance to play. That was just a slow-developing play, but able to pick up the first down for LaSalle. And their offense looks to have that momentum. Their first drive of the first half got about three first downs and haven't got too many since. And this was this was a big uh, first down for them. They have, uh, looking at first downs, they've only had eight for the game. Two wide receivers to the right side, setting up shotgun, bad snap, but he gets it. Cope going to run it. Cope trying to get back and gets to the 20-yard line. I think he lost about four yards on on the play. The Panthers were able to get to him, but it all started with a bad step. Josh Dugan. Yeah, Joshua Dugan was able to come in and make the play after, but it could have been any white jersey that had gotten through that play. Like you said, Len, it all started with the ball hitting the turf, and then Cope really wasn't able to get back into the offense. It'll be a second and 15. They spot it back at the 20-yard line, so a loss of five with 342 remaining here in the third quarter. 21-0 Panthers on top. Two wide receivers to the right. Dylan Eddings and Jaden Trailer. Shotgun for Cope rolls to the right side. Sets up throws. It's complete at the 15. And now to the 11-yard line. Spinney got him at the 11-yard line. Trailer with the reception and a gain to the 11. The trailer makes a good catch, but Spinney's able to keep him from picking up too much afterwards. So we're back to third down here. If Elder can can hold him, then LaSalle's really got to think at this point in the game. You're down three scores. I would think that this they're going to go, they would go for it. So they're not panicking on this third down. Still got another one to pick this up if they need it. Third and six from the 11. Two wide receivers to the left. They go in motion with Eddings to the right. Cope on this third down and six, and now he's going to roll to his left, and now looking to throw in the end zone, complete for the touchdown. In the back of the end zone, it's Dylan Eddings with the touchdown, and the Lancers get to 21-6, pending this one. And that's that rollout that they've been looking at all night where they got the guys in different spots and they can make the reads. Really, Cope probably, if he wanted to, if he didn't like the, the pass coverage by the defensive backs, he could have just taken that one in the end zone himself. So that Lancer is able to get on the board here late in the third quarter. It's 21-6 pending this extra point with 2.49 left. 
Lundsman will look to add this extra point. It's with the right foot. And this one is good. So with 2.49 left in the third quarter, it is Elder 21, LaSalle 7. We'll take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pitch and Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Welcome back to LaSalle High School, and the Lancers get on the board. It's 21-7 Elder after an 11-yard touchdown by Dylan Eddings from Cope. And it's 21-7 with 2.49 to go here in the third quarter. That was big for LaSalle to get on the board. Yeah, and, and even though it was the, here at the end of the third, currently the way the momentum of this game is going is Elder's offense can't find their rhythm that they had in the first half, and, and LaSalle's made all the right adjustments. And the kick is going to be a shorter one taken by Auten Reeb at the 10. And it's Mike Auten Reeb to the 15, to the 20, to the 25, to the 30. He gets out to the 35, to the 37-yard line. A great return uh, by Auten Reeb. And that is Luke Auten Yeah, Luke Auten Reeb made a great, did a great job running, running that ball upfield getting some great field position after that kick. So the Panthers here get their offense going again. Now's the time. Elder's offense got to do something with this drive. Work the clock, hold on to this football, and keep going because LaSalle, the momentum is, is shifting. If LaSalle can get a stop here and force Elder off the field, it's going to be a heck of a fourth quarter. If Elder's able to work this for this clock and hold on to the ball and put together a sustained drive, it, it might be enough to hold the Lancers off. And the Panthers will start off at the 36-yard, the 37-yard line. They'll go first and 10. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. Hamilton at his 32-yard line. Shotgun, they go Ramsey in motion to the left. And Hamilton fakes the flowers, throws to Ramsey, complete at the 35. He gets to the 38, maybe the 39, a gain of two, but barely got that. Trying to quick hit her out to the side to just catch LaSalle maybe. Uh, hoping that Elder would run it up the gut at the beginning, but Elder or LaSalle does a nice job of, uh, of really sniffing it out, and Elder not with a big gain on first down, so it's still a long second down. 2-13 remaining in quarter number three. 21-7, Panthers on top. Luke Flowers lines up as a wide receiver to the left, three wide receivers to the right side. Now Flowers goes in motion. He goes in the backfield to the left side of Hamilton. Now Hamilton rolls to the right. Looking to throw. Throws it complete to Ramsey at the 45 and takes a step to the 47-yard line of LaSalle, uh, right at Elder, rather, and that will be a first down for the Panthers. Yeah, so they'll stop the clock for just a second until they put it in at 149 to go here in the third quarter. Elder's getting close to midfield. Elder's offense there, I mean, that, that's one of the more successful plays they've really had uh, in this quarter. Yeah, Ramsey now with uh, nine catches for 78 yards. I think it's actually the 10th catch. We'll check that if the stats get updated there. Uh, first and 10 at the 48. We've got two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Make that two now. Mikey Kirch goes in motion. And they set up now on this 
first down. They throw it to Ramsey, complete to the 45, and he gets to right around midfield, a gain of just about two for Drew Ramsey on that one. And we'll see with uh, 114 remaining. Just needed a little bit extra blocking on that edge. As you hit that quick pass as Ramsey's going kind of in motion behind the line, you need just one extra guy to just pick up an end-around block and make a big play. But Elder wasn't able to get it, so they're back to that second and long. Set up with a minute 14 to go here in quarter number three. 21-7, Panthers have the lead, and they have the football. Second down and eight at the 50. Three wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Empty backfield for Hamilton back at his 45. He steps back, looking to throw to the left side. Now goes over the middle. It's Ramsey complete to the 42 of LaSalle. And that's going to be right at the sticks. They take, you know, Ramsey catches that football, and that's uh, Gene De, De Leon that makes the play along with two other Lancers. Elder gets pretty close to the sticks here, uh, looking to pick up that this first down. It's third and about a yard, so very makeable here, and they probably can pick this up before the end of this quarter with 45 ticks left on the clock. Third down and a short one. Right at the 43, two wide to the right, setting up Ramsey in the backfield. Ramsey's got flowers to his right. Ramsey gets the snap and runs it. Ramsey runs it to the 40, to the 35, and he's out to the 32 of LaSalle. A first down for the Panthers with 29 seconds. So able to pick pick up the first down and a lot more. Just able to get in behind the blocking. A good job going off the right side of the offensive line, but we'll see here as that clock ticks. When they put the ball in play, if Elder's going to run one or if they're going to wait, they're kind of watching to see when they mark this in. But I think Elder's probably going to roll this one to take this to the fourth quarter. Yeah, we got 10 seconds left, and I think they're going to just do that, as you mentioned, Phil, with a good lead at 21-7, and they have the football at 30, right around the 32-yard line. So we'll see a little sweet Caroline coming up, but we'll take a timeout, 21-7, Panthers. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather, on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do. No job too small. 513-305-6777. Welcome back. To the pit, Len Hart. Well, check that. I'm not at the pit. I heard Sweet Carolina get all excited here. LaSalle High School with a first and 10 at the 33-yard line. Ramsey gets it. Ramsey's going to run it to around the 30 to the 29-yard line on this uh, first down. So Panthers get a few more yards down to the 29-yard line, just starting the fourth quarter, 21-7. to LaSalle getting on the board. The Panthers, though, are moving it now. And their offense seems to be happy with taking their time. And that's going to be one thing to kind of watch how older – 
handles this the, after this series. I think this series here, you're going to want to put the ball into the end zone, get another score, but then if they're able to get the ball back, look for them to, to really be patient on offense and, and keep the ball out of LaSalle's hands as best they can. And right now, this is that sustained drive that has shifted the momentum a little bit back to the middle. Second down and five at the 29-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left. One to the right side, Hamilton. Ramsey is going to throw it, and it's intercepted. Oh, dropped at the 35-yard line just out of the reach of Johnson, who had his hands all over it. Wow, you talk about momentum swing right there. That would have been a huge pickup for LaSalle. That one was dropped, luckily enough, for the Elder Panthers to turn this to a third down. But that would have been the break that LaSalle needed as Elder seems like they're, they're pretty tough. Uh, coming off of the foot coming off the field. Yeah, one thing you don't want to do is as coach Ramsey talked about in the pregame Do not turn the ball over and that's what you didn't want there But a third and five for the Panthers at the 29 of LaSalle 1109 to go in this fourth quarter two wide receivers left two to the right flowers in the backfield with Hamilton Hamilton steps back at his 35 to throw flowers complete 29 down to the 25 to the 20 and he's still on his feet to the 15 yard line a gain of 14 and a first down for luke flowers and a huge one there phil as brumfield makes the tackle for the lancers but that's after flowers is able to pick that catch up in in the open field and then pick up the yards after catch to mean to get that first down and that was a big first down as that was the middle of third down here and we got uh injury here just a quick injury timeout for for the lancers that was uh Jalen uh, DeLeon coming off the field just a little bit uh, looked like a, a little bit of an arm injury here but uh, LaSalle's athletic training staff getting to him very quickly. They're going to call it at the 16 yard line a first and 10 for the Panthers. Two wide receivers to the left side. Hamilton sets up with Flowers to his right. Now looking and now he's going to run it. It's actually Ramsey inside the 15 to the 10 and he's at the 7 yard line. A gain of 9 for Drew Ramsey. This, this, man, you go back to that, that dropped interception there. What, what a, what a shift that could have been as Elder looks like they're getting ready to, to knock on that door again with a second and short to get themselves into a first and goal situation. They marked him at the seven yard line, so it'll be a second and a short two. Two wide receivers to the left side. Ramsey in the shotgun, this time with Flowers to his right. And now Ramsey looks. He inside the 10. He's to the 5. And he's out of bounds right around the 3-yard line. Maybe the 2. But either way, it's a first and goal for the Panthers. They're able to pick that up. A couple of Lancers run him out of bounds. But Elder just back into that rhythm. I really like that, that Elder's had this ability with Flowers coming back. These short passes. Really extending the field and making teams kind of pick their poison. And the elder's able to drop it off or just give it to Ramsey and let him run as he's going to be back back in the shotgun again. First and goal at the three. Ramsey, shotgun, gets the snap inside the five, and he's not going to get much more than that. Back to around the four-yard line, a loss of a yard for, the, for Ramsey that time. Uh, not a positive yard. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's skyline time. There's no better West Side tradition than skyline chili before or after the game. Skyline Chili on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Dent, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. 9.42 remaining here in this fourth quarter. Setting up a second down and goal. They kept it back at the three. This time it's, it's Hamilton, quarterback. Shotgun, two wide receivers left. Mikey Kirch goes in motion, now gets on the line to the right. 
And Hamilton looks, gets it to Ramsey around the end this time, and he gets not much. Gets back to the two, uh, maybe a yard on that one, but almost trying a different look to go around the end. A little slow developing to get out there, and LaSalle was able to push up on that short side of the field, trying to run that around the end of the short side. Hopefully, Alder had enough guys over there, but LaSalle was able to break through some of the gaps. So it's a third and goal situation. You know, Panthers still have the ability to, to A, kick this ball if they really wanted to. I mean, it's about a, an extra point if they needed to bring Bauer in to, to put one put one through. Third down and goal at the three. Three wide left. They've got one wide right. Shotgun Hamilton looking, rolling to his left. Looking left. Looking now in the middle. Throws it open in the end zone. Touchdown, Klusman. But a flag is down. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to see what this is. This is going to be a holding or if this is going to be after the play going to be, a, it looks like it's going to be a personal foul on LaSalle, I think, to this uh, after the play. Klusman in the end zone for the three-yard touchdown. Let's see what they they call. Looks like Mauer's coming on the field, so this is definitely against LaSalle. And they're going to, so the Panthers get the touchdown. Klusman in the end zone on the three-yard touchdown reception. Was a personal foul, the pass there against the okay. And Mauer will look to end. So Mauer will have an easier chance to get it in the end zone. Here is the extra point setting up. 27 to 7, Panthers on top. Auton Reeb will hold Mauer's extra point try. And here comes the snap and the hold by Auton Reeb. The kick is up. We got a flag down again. They're going to say it's going to be yeah, motion on the, on the Panthers. So they're going to back this one up and re-kick it. So still 8.35 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers have a 27-7 lead. They'll move this back. So it's, in essence, a 25-yard extra point now as they'll try from the 15-yard line. So looking to add this extra point. Mauer's got good enough legs, so this shouldn't be too much of an issue. Moving it back five yards. Here's the snap and the hole by Ottenreeb, and the kick has got the distance to the left, and it is good. So with 8.35 remaining here in the fourth quarter, it's Elder 28. And LaSalle 7 will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hey, Panther fans. The urology group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. 8.35 left in the fourth quarter. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, and the Panthers have the lead 28-7 here at LaSalle High School. Good drive for the Panthers, but it almost ended on a dash, you know, basically an issue that would have been uh, all for the Lancers, an interception that almost was by Drew Ramsey to uh, Johnson. Johnson had it in his hands, and uh, that would have been a huge 
break. Yeah, for the Lancers. Big, big break for the Lancers. Had they been able to, to come up with that one, but and nonetheless, it, LaSalle had a few opportunities to keep Elder out of the end zone, but Elder was able to keep it in. So LaSalle still back where they were after they score late in the third, still down three scores. But again, I, I'd still feel, I mean, I, I've been to too many of these games where, you know, one big play and then like an interception can really turn around. We know Maurer on this kick after that penalty is just going to be a boot. Oh, he put, put it, he actually kicked it through the uprights, and the fans like it. Uh, just looking at some of these stats, Phil, Ben Hamilton, 21 of 29, 167 yards and a touchdown. Drew Ramsey has 17 carries, 76 yards. He also has 11 catches for 87 yards. He has two rushing touchdowns. Luke Flowers has a touchdown, six carries, 33 yards. It was Klusman with his first catch. He gets a three-yard touchdown. Not bad to have a catch and a touchdown. And thanks to the stats at LaSalleStats.com for providing us all night long doing a great job and uh, actually having a nice monitor, too. Gave us a laptop. I, didn't, I, didn't, I hope he didn't have to leave a credit card for that laptop. <laughs> well, it's not mine, so <laughs> I'm not worried about it. First and ten at the 20-yard line. Setting up now, Cope looking to throw. He's got a man open at the 35 to the 40, and he's into elder territory at the 48-yard line. J.D. Wallace with a big catch to the elder 48. So Wallace again coming up. Big. I mean, he's been a guy tonight. I mean, coming into this football game, you probably wouldn't have thought it, but looking at it, I mean, that, that's going to be his, his fourth catch. But that's a big play for answers. First and 10 at the 48, a bounce, snap, throw, cope, complete. Eddings, Eddings, not much. Oh, they're going to say no. Incomplete. Spinney was right there, and it was incomplete. Yeah, so trying to get, they, they tried to go quick, no huddle to get some momentum on that one and, and go as fast as they could, but sometimes that's the problem. You go no huddle, you, you rush a snap, but you're not used to rushing, and all of a sudden, you know, hits it, and then you're rushing the throw. So now it's a second and ten uh, with no no gain from that first one. Second and ten from the 48, two wide receivers to the right. Cope looking to throw back at his 45. He's got protection. Throws complete. It's inside the 20 to the 15 to the 10. He's at the three-yard line, and that was a great play. Sean Taylor, I believe getting that one. Farley Thomas makes the, the touchdown saving tackle. LaSalle's going to try to go quick. Zach Gutekunst got tangled up and fell down on that play, leaving that to be wide open for Sean Taylor to, to put LaSalle within within the chance to, to knock into this lead again. First and goal at the three in the backfield is Hill. Hill's going to get the carry into the end zone for the touchdown. So the Lancers get a quick touchdown here and it's 28-13. to 13. Penn in the extra point as Hill went in the end zone. So like we said, it, I mean, these games, they, they don't, you know, just because of the three scores and we're into the fourth quarter doesn't mean you can't break it. And on that play, they get two big, big receiving plays, uh, one on that play uh, getting down a field from Taylor for the eventual, you know, putting them in scoring position. The other one that really set that up was the big catch and run with J.D. Wallace. Lawrenceman looks to add this extra point. It is up, and it is good. 7.47 left in the fourth quarter. Don't go anywhere. It's the Panthers 28, the Lancers 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. 
a real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to LaSalle High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal and the Panthers uh, leading it 28-14 to after LaSalle had a quick drive, three-yard touchdown run by Hill. Four plays, 80 yards in just 48 seconds. And that's how quick these games can turn. I mean, that, that's the thing is that these games, they, they, the big plays really change it. Nelder, thinking that LaSalle might do something a little bit different, is kind of brought out their hands team. They just got one single guy back on this kick, but they brought out expecting that LaSalle might try a little bit. And right now, Co- Coach is telling them, uh, you know, to go ahead and kick that ball down the field. And they'll set up now Loonsman at the 40, and Loonsman will kick this one off and kick it deep. And this one is going to take it around the one-yard line. Across the 10, and now just a, around the 15-yard line. It was uh, that was Ben Hamilton ben back Hamilton there. I was wondering. There. It looked like Ben. I, I just didn't want to yep. say it because I wasn't sure why he was back there. But he took a slide. Yeah, Ben was back there to catch that one, take slide, and then you know had the hand team hands team out there, and they were just again. Well, South special teams were trying to read what Elder would do, and that could also be a read for what Elder, what look they're going to give them later if LaSalle is able to get a stop here and another score. So sometimes that, that sets that up. But Elder's got to come up big here as they're going to start this drive on their own 15-yard line. And they got to stay inbound. 7.42 left in this one, 28-14. First and 10 at the 15-yard line. Hamilton at quarterback. Three wide to the right side, setting up from right to left. Now throws to the right. It is complete across the 10 to the, about the 13, maybe the 14-yard line for Drew Ramsey. LaSalle just did just basically sniffing out these short, short plays. I mean, they're really not falling for them like they were in the first half. They're doing a great job of snowing Ramsey in on the outside there. So that one's a loss on that play. And the throws are coming. They're not as well timed coming out. That one there, Ramsey had to spin to catch it. Wasn't able to catch it in motion. It'll be a second and a dozen from the 13. 7.05 and counting here. And the Panthers back pin deep. Setting up his Hamilton on the second and 12 from the 13. One wide to the left side. Now rolling to his left and now gives it to Ramsey on a little pitch. And nothing doing there either. Gets to the maybe the 14-yard line. A gain of a yard. Uh, they're going to say not much there, so it'll be third down coming up. It looks like third and a dozen. And this, and this, you know, you're going to get timeout here. LaSalle's going to burn it to, to take their first time out of the half, of the half, really, of the court, fourth quarter here. 6:47 left, 28 to 14. The Panthers on top. Tonight's game is brought to you by Caldwell Banker. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience. And your West Side experts is Caldwell Banker. Buying your dream home or selling your current home is skillfully guided by your Caldwell Banker agent at 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. That's c-b-h-o-m-e-s.com. 6.47 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers will have a third and ten. They marked it right around the 15-yard line, so Ramsey did get positive yardage on that one. But it wasn't much doing as they've tried to get something going here. 
with the short pass again. I would not be surprised if they try kind of a an out maybe to the sideline or something to get Harp some separation here with a third and ten at the 15-yard line. Setting up his, his Hamilton, rolling to his right. Now looking, he's going to run it, and he gets to about the 16-yard line. It'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers. Well, Sal's going to use another timeout here to go ahead and stop that clock at 641 as they know Elder's going to have to punt. Everything is, Elder doesn't have a booming kicker. I mean, right. this is probably, if unless they bring Dugan out to kick, which they're not going to do, you're going to have Ramsey kicking your, your traditional, you know, rugby-style kick, which hasn't really produced the major flips of the field unless he gets a good roll. So LaSalle's got to be thinking this is an opportunity maybe for them. Let's see if they bring the house a little bit. Yeah. Careful. Don't yeah. want to run into the kicker, but see if you can sneak through, get a tip on the football, knowing that it's probably not going to be a big kick anyway, so you could afford not fielding it and probably still take the ball at about the 50. So Elder's defense on the sidelines here, too, getting talking ready, talking about, all right, we got to have a big possession here. Cannot let 48 seconds in a score. So they set up now. Ramsey's back at his two-yard line to get this snap. And he gets the snap, rolls to his left, and now he's going to kick this one. It's going to be about midfield around the 48-yard line of Elder as a good good play. They just right up in the air there, but not much of a, a re, no return uh, that play by number 89. That's Ian Halbesine. So with 6.35 left, they've got, LaSalle's got good field position here. So, you know, they scored on 48 seconds on the last drive, so... Uh, certainly have the potential to do that again. And that's a that's a big thing, Len. Like I said, the field position here is key. I mean, LaSalle last time had to drive the, had a super big, big undertaking. This one, nowhere near as daunting as the last one. Now, they only have one timeout at this point, so let's see what, they, what they'll be able to do if they can score, and then they're going to have to make sure they, they're able to get back on the field. Cope has got uh, Grant to his left side. That sets up on a first and ten. The fake to Grant, looking, rolling to his right. And now he's sacked. Throw it down, and they're going to say, let's see, was he sacked before? It's an incomplete pass. Spinney had him. Yeah, I think he was down on the ground when he decided to then, you know, throw the football. So not, no question, not an intentional grounding or anything like that. Just, you know, a, a desperate play. But he had him, like you said, he had him bringing him down. So just an incomplete pass on that one, but brings up second down. Second and 10 from the 47-yard line, 627 left in the fourth quarter. Elder with a 28-14 lead over LaSalle. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. They set up to the left side. The tight end is J.D. Wallace. Good block and a good carry down to the 36-yard line. It's uh, Jalen Grant on the carry for for LaSalle. And, he, and he, he's a guy that gets the majority of the carries, you know, coming in. So, I mean, he's going to be the workhorse here carrying him on. And he did just carry Cam Morgan for an extra yard or two. At the 36, he gets it again and not much doing there. This time, Spinney got him in the backfield. So, good play by Spinney and not much doing for Grant. And Spinney was able to, to bring him down, but just by the ankles. I mean, that that's how close they are to breaking some of these plays. You can just feel it. Yeah. I mean, you can just feel, like, the tension here is that clock ticks to 5.50, and LaSalle's really trying to get together. I mean, you can even hear from the fans, too. Grant's got eight carries, 51 yards, second down and 10. They mark the football at the 36-yard line, two wide receivers to the left. And now the quarterback keeper, it's Co- inside the 35 to the 30. He's at the 25 to the 23-yard line. 
And the Panthers do a good job. I think that was Luke Flowers on the tackle. I mean, it, the Elder had brought is bringing in some different guys. Now Flowers on a tackle. He's coming off and he's dragging that shoulder a little bit, a little bit sore there. Not not good for the Elder offense. First and ten at the 23. Now three wide receivers to the left. It's Cope looking to throw to the left side. Throws it in the end zone. It is incomplete. Knocked away at the last second. That was McCoy who knocked it away on that play. You know, the two guys are kind of, you know, jostling for position. That's one of those ones we talk about week in and week out. I mean, that, that's a call where they'll let the guys play until that ball gets there. And they both went up, made a play. McCoy got a hand in on it. It was a good ball thrown by Cope. Look for them possibly to attack that again. Second down at 10 from the 23. Two wide receivers to the left. One to the right side. Cope has got Grant to his left. He fakes to Grant. Now he's going to fake the run. Throw to the. He's got a man open and Grant for the touchdown. 23 yards for the Lancers on that play. Throwback. It's a big old throwback. They, they faked the run. He rolled out, went to his left, and then Grant just went down the right side on the numbers. Closest other defender. It could have been even, even in coverage, but he was. It was a linebacker, Joshua Dugan, but he wasn't even in anywhere to make a play on that ball. So just when you think this game, it alters you know, last score puts it at a spot to where it's out of reach. LaSalle goes ahead and punches one in with 514 to go. Now, just numbers-wise, we're thinking LaSalle's only got one timeout, though. They use those to stop Elder, stop the clock on the last drive. Here's the extra point. is up and good. 514 remaining. Elder 28, LaSalle 21. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Welcome back to LaSalle High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. LaSalle getting some momentum. They trail it 28-21, to but they got a 23-yard, kind of like a little dipsy-do touchdown. Uh, they move... They faked to Grant, went the other way, Cope went to the other side, and then came back across the field, got the touchdown of 23 yards, and it's 28-21. And I would not be surprised here if they try an onside kick here, Phil. And that's, uh, I would think, too. I mean, they'll see how they line. I mean, the thing is, though, is you don't have to at this point. Right. With 5-14 five, five, to go, your defense has been pretty pretty stout. and able to make some big plays. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to, I mean, you can give up the field position if you're confident. But I think LaSalle, you know, here, the way that they're lined up and the way they got the ball teed up, uh, Elder Elder better be ready for this one. They better, let's see what, they, what the Panthers, uh, uh, what the LaSalle Lancers do here. They set it up at the 40, getting ready to kick this one. And it is a short kick. It's going to bounce, and the Panthers get it at the 40, 45-yard line. I believe that was... Jakob, is that George's getting yeah. it? Yeah, George's. Uh, George's who came up with it. Now, the key is, though, Len, Elder's got to, Elder's got to control the ball. Well, even though LaSalle's got one timeout, if they can't move the ball and pick up a first down, it's, it's, 
we, we might be looking at a tied football yeah. game here shortly. Well, and, and this is a situation where Flowers went off a little bit earlier on that when he was playing defense. I don't know if you will, will we see Flowers here. I know he's back in the huddle, so let's see when he comes out. You know, they, the other concern is they're going to need him. I think yeah, on this drive. The other concern is too is if that 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 injury is nagging him. If he were to get hit, you know, would he drop that football? You know, put it on the turf. But Flowers not in on this possession. Ramsey's going to be back in on uh, you know under center. First and ten at the 45. Ramsey at his 40. Shotgun. Two wide receivers to the right. Kirch goes in motion to the left side. And now Ramsey, and it's going to be Justin Ray the fake. It's going to be Ramsey keeper to the 40, to the 45, and out to the 46-yard line. A gain of a yard for the Panthers and Drew Ramsey. They've tried that fake again to Justin Ray, but it has not worked. So looked like Auten Reeve uh, was coming in. Uh, Flowers is kind of moving around over there, but they haven't put him in. Yeah, they haven't brought him in yet. So LaSalle's defense, excellent job getting a stop on first down, making it a, a second and second and nine. But we know that after one thing they really haven't been doing yet is they haven't really taken some strikes downfield. And Hamilton back in. Let's see if maybe they're looking to hit one downfield. Hamilton will line up. Shotgun second and nine from the 46. Rolls to his right around the 35. Now still with it throws. It is incomplete at the 49-yard line. Knocked away, and the Panthers will have a third down and nine coming up. And the worst thing about that, Phil, is it stops the clock. Right, stops the clock. LaSalle's defense went into man coverage there, so they were able to rush plenty of guys and put the pressure on Hamilton so he couldn't find anybody or anybody sits in the zone. LaSalle now faced with a, a very, very big third down, as is Elder. I mean, for both of them, this is a big third down here because you don't want to give something up so that Elder thinks, well, maybe we'll try a hard count, pick up a fourth. But at the same time, LaSalle's defense, you, you can't be so excited that something like a middle screen or something like that catches you, catches you watching. Third and nine from the 46, two wide right, two wide left. Hamilton back. And his 35's got protection. Throws to the sidelines, and it is intercepted, but out of bounds. No, it's knocked down. No catch. Yeah, out of bounds on that play. Ball was intended for Harp, but Harp wasn't really going to have an opportunity to make a play on that football. Elder's offense has basically been pretty quiet this half, with the exception of that extra, that other touchdown. They've been really quiet, and so LaSalle now, with 4.15 to go on the clock, one timeout has the ability to get this football back here from an elder punt uh, and work some clock and see if they can punch it in and tie this football game up. Ramsey is back at his 34-yard line. And now looks, and now will kick this one. And this one is a pretty good one. It's going to bounce at the 18, still with it, rolling, and still rolling to the 16-yard line. So 84 yards, LaSalle with four minutes and one second left now phil at the 835 mark this game was 28 to 7 in four minutes it's 28 21 and it's been it's been big playability that we know that that LaSalle has they have that ability to make big plays they have the ability to to score quickly but the biggest concern really for me is the fact that if LaSalle is able to score Elder's offense this half hasn't shown the same life that it did in the no. first half, so I'm a little bit worried about what Elder's going to do to answer uh, this momentum change. They actually marked it at the 12, so it'll be a first and 10 for LaSalle at the 12. Cope looking to throw. He's back at his 5. Steps up in the pocket. Down the field, throws it. It is complete at the 46-yard line. No, did he? 
Did he know it? It came out. Yeah, it came out right in just the middle. At the last second. Just right at the last second. That ball was intended for Sean Taylor. And Sean Taylor, you remember, he had that big yeah. catch earlier. One, he's, had, he's got one catch. One catch for 45 yards. You know, he's got one catch. So they were trying to go to him again to get behind the elder defense. Second and 10 from the 12. Three wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. Cope looks to the sidelines now. To set up this with 3.54 remaining in the fourth quarter, 28-21. Elder on top. Now Cope steps back at his five, now close to the end zone. Now going to step up a little bit and just throw it down on the ground. That was a good play there because he had no no play. Almost going to take a safety there. Yeah, nothing doing. Spinny, Holen, and uh, Freeman were all providing pressure, kind of chasing him around. And he had to go ahead and throw that ball. Now the officials are getting together and talking here. I think the I don't know if they're looking at a spot or if they're looking to see if there was a receiver in the area. I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I thought it was just a, a, a toss away and there was a receiver there. I thought it was it was fine. I thought it was a fine play, but let's see what they do. They're going to thought it was an ineligible legal man, an eligible yeah, man downfield. They're going to say, so all that scrambling, that happens sometimes. Your, your linemen start blocking and they get a little bit they, they, they start to wander. And linemen will do that. They'll get downfield and, and they get a little bit out there and then those plays that take a long way to develop. So we'll see what Coach Ramsey does on this one here. And he's going to go ahead and decline it. He's going to decline it because that, that's going to bring up his See, it should be a third it's down. Bring up yeah. third down. Yeah, yeah, it's going to bring up third down. They were switching the numbers on the side. Yeah. I just want to be sure, but that's a smart decline. Don't let them take get another shot at second. So it's a big third down both ways. Third and ten from the twelve. Two wide receivers to the left. They go in motion with Eddings. Now looking as Cope looking back, and he got him. Let's see. It goes in the end zone, and they're going to. Is that a safety? They're yes, calling, it is. Now they're calling it a safety. That's definitely going to be a safety. Spinney brought him down, but I got a flag on this side here that I think is going to be on the Panthers, and it's going to be, I think there's going to be a pass, there's going to be a pass interference on Elder. So this play's moving down the field. This is not going to be what they had hoped. They're going to call pass interference on the sideline. Taylor and Thomas got tied up. So this, this is coming down. So this, I'll tell you what, that is a huge, huge break for LaSalle. Uh, when they finally marked this one off. I, the, I mean, if they pick the flag up, I mean, that, that, that's going to be pass interference. Well, call holding yeah. on the Panthers, so that negates the safety. Yes. LaSalle's going to move the football up, so Elder's defense got to come up big again. Yeah, they'll have uh, they'll move the football all the way down and uh, see where they finally spot it. Tonight's game is brought to you by Hemlock Hills Resort. Rentals for top-of-the-line vacation cabins throughout the Smoky Mountains from small couples cabins to large family reunion units. Visit them at hemlockhillscabinrentals.com. And they'll mark the football at the 22-yard line. It is a first and 10 for the Lancers now. So no safety, and now they get the ball at the 22. First and 10. And Cope, he's going to give it up to across the 25 to the 30. To fumbles the football! And they still have it. LaSalle got it back at the 40. They advanced it. That's Hill. Hill fumbles the football, but he is he's injured going down. But it went to, to I think that was Eddings who came up with the football on the fumble as it popped forward. Yeah. Just another one of those situations where, you know, that ball pops out. Man, that goes down. It's a huge break. But we got an injury timeout. 
So right now, you know, coaches are coming out and talking, and Doug Ramsey is just imploring his defense just to just to get a big stop here. We'll take a quick timeout with 3:34 left, 28:21 Elder on the Prep Sports Radio Network. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. Theartistway.com slash Ohio. 513-401-7531. Welcome back to LaSalle High School. Lynn Harvey and Phil Bengal. It has been a turnaround here in the second half. LaSalle. Uh, now has 279 total yards to Elder's 278, and it's 28-21. Elder with the lead. They led 28-7 with 8.35 left here in the fourth quarter, and five minutes later, it's uh, 28-21. Yeah, sitting at the 3.30 mark, LaSalle looks in, in good shape, an opportunity uh, to tie it up. Now they've had their, their woes on this drive. they got an illegal man downfield. That brings a big play back. Elder gets a safety, but there's a pass interference. And then right there, you get the almost fumble, but picked up by by the Lancers. So they maintain possession. So LaSalle still has a football. LaSalle's got one timeout. Elder does have all three. So if they need to do something, if the clock, if if the game is uh, tied and Elder gets back on offense, they'll have all three timeouts to move the football. But Elder's defense Fresh set of downs for LaSalle. Elder's defense got to come up big here. And really, I mean, if they could put the ball on, get them to put the ball on the turf again and come up with it, that would be that'd be my best option. And yeah. Because this LaSalle offense seems pretty hard to stop right First now. First and 10 at the 40. One wide to the left, two to the right side. They go in motion with J.D. Wallace. And now Cope going to carry it across the 40. He's to the 45 and out of bounds at the 47-yard line. A gain of seven on first down with 326 left. So it'll be second and three for the Lancers here. And that's going to be uh, Finley getting the tackle for the Panthers on that sideline, just dragging Cope down. But it's a big gain on second again. Well, actually, they're all going to say he stepped out at the 45. So it is only a five-yard gain. So it'll be second down and five for the Lancers. Two wide receivers to the right. Grant in the backfield. Shotgun. And now they move. And we're going to get some motion on the Lancers. A little false start, and that's going to move him back five yards. About four guys miscommunication on a snap count, so that's going to back them up to the original line of scrimmage. 3.26 remaining in this fourth quarter, 28-21, to as the Panthers had a 28-7 to lead here in the fourth quarter, and they led 21 to nothing at the half. Second and 10 at the 40, setting back. Now looking, rolling, and Cope, and he's going to be, let's see, throws it away just at the last second as he was going to be sacked at the 30-yard line, but he just threw it away. Yeah, just threw that one away, and and they got a flag down at the 30. I don't know if they're going to get him for grounding. Yeah, it's going to be going to be grounding on that, and then, too, you want one of those things. <laughs> you got to be careful with it. A LaSalle lineman who's a little bit irked on the play, that's fine, but he went and kind of took a swung at, a swing at the uh, penalty flag was in the air. 
that's not something you want to do at, at this level. The high school officials, they, they don't put up with that stuff. So you want to be careful you don't turn, you know, a, a loss there into more. It's just a, it's a frustration thing. There's no ill will, but it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm, I'm really glad for his sake he didn't connect with that. So you're going to get intentional grounding on that one as he was being tackled. And the three Panthers were providing chase. And that ball just went straight to the sideline. They did no red jerseys in, in the area. So LaSalle now big big third down here third and 24 at the 26 now for the lancers two wide to the right side shotgun coat back at his 18 now looking to throw he's got time throws it down the field and luke flowers gonna get the interception at the 35 he's to the 40 and he gets out of bounds right around midfield at the 49 yard line a huge play for the panthers well, and it, it, LaSalle better be smart here because the last thing you want to do, a couple guys ran over to it, elder guys, same way. Got to be real smart here late in this game. You don't want the emotions to get the best of you and what looked like there's going to be some pushing and shoving on the sideline for both teams. Because remember, those are the things that, uh, you know, cost you for next week. But LaSalle throws a big interception there, uh, and, and Flowers comes up with it. So Flowers is able to get Elder the ball back with 3.07 to go and only one timeout. If Elder can pick up a first down, the game's over. Yeah, they need to get the running game at least, or at least the, you know, Ramsey just kind of getting something going here. See if Flowers will, will get it. But Flowers gets the big interception and gets it to the 49-yard line where they'll mark it. First and 10 for the Panthers, 3.07 to go, 28-21. to 21. They have the lead and now just looking to hold on here. Ramsey in at quarterback. They've got two wide receivers to the right. Ramsey's going to take the snap at around the 43-yard line and gets across the midfield stripe right around the 49 of LaSalle. And again, have a couple, but more importantly, the clock continues to run. Yeah, clock rolls here, and I don't think unless LaSalle sees an opportunity, you know, would they, you know, they're going to have to wait here to burn. If they burn their timeout, they have to wait, but Elder has every every advantage right now to work this clock second down and eight ball spotted at the 49 yard line right at the LaSalle Lancer the LS at, at midfield here at Lancer Stadium two and a half left two wide receivers to the right setting up now with a second down and eight at the 49 yard line and now Ramsey again. Ramsey gets across midfield and now gets to the 45 of the Lancers. A gain of four. It'll be third down coming up, and the clock continues to run with 2.08 to play. Yeah, and that's that's the concern here if you're LaSalle. I mean, you're really keeping a close eye on that clock. And I think if, if they can get a stop here on this third and four, Coach McLaughlin, McLaughlin is going to take a timeout. He just told the official basically like, hey, I'm going to take it. I'm going to come running to you. I mean, you, you know, I want you to call it as quickly as possible, even if I'm not right on top of you, to try to stop the clock with as much time. So order to do their normal wait, you know, until they're comfortable. Third and four from the 45. Ramsey shotgun. Two wide receivers to the right. Ramsey keeps it himself. 45 to the 40 and inside to the 36 yard line that is a first down with 132 left and that should do it phil bengal yeah and, that, and that, that's it right there in uh you know coach mclaughlin is not gonna not gonna take a timeout he's got his headset off you know he, as he sees his clock ticking here uh you know not not able to get the win LaSalle's not able to get the win at the end of week 10 here 
Uh, Panthers going to be able to come out victorious in Week 10, but both teams are going to be moving on to the playoffs. Yep. You know, so at this point you're not able to get it, but now you're going to be able to move on into the playoffs and get everything moving. So the Panthers looked like they were going to really be up against the wall and into a dogfight. They absolutely were, but they're able to hold on and, and, and finish this game out. 28 to 21. It will be your final. Let's see. As they just snap, we got a flag down though. Now they're going to get. Well, they're going to get a false start. So coming up, don't forget, we've got Roosters after the game, the Joe Harbin show almost uh, right after this to kind of show uh, who's going to make where of the playoffs and find out where Elder's going to play. And Elder's going to get a home game, it looks like, Phil Bengal. Yeah, Elder will probably be hosting, you know, hosting one home game uh, coming up, and, and that'll be the big one for the Panthers. And, but the real th- question is, is what else happened? throughout the city to see who they're playing yeah. and possibly where they could fit in that six, seven, eight, nine range possibly uh, uh, there. So that's going to be the question when all these finals start rolling in here. 35 seconds after Hamilton just took a knee. And coming up next, we'll have the Cooper Electric star of the game. The Panthers going to go to 5-5 five and five on the year. And that's that's really good for the schedule that they played this season to finish at 500. And now they'll just snap it and take a knee, and that will do it. The Elder Panthers win this one, 28-21. They led 21-0 at the half. They had to hang on. They were up 28-7 to in the fourth quarter with eight minutes to go and still had to hang on for dear life. But a win is a win, and that's what we'll do. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game, the final score of the Panthers 28, the Lancers 21 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and Go Panthers. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews, all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
Welcome back to LaSalle High School, Lancer Stadium, and the Panthers win 28-27. The Cooper Electric star of the game with an interception at the end. He also had six uh, rushes with 33 yards and a touchdown, and he had four receptions for 35 yards. Luke Flowers is your Cooper Electric star of the game. And what a, what a time to come back. They missed him after a week of, of none, and he comes in and plays offense and defense. And he makes a big play. And, you know, numbers alone, I mean, if you go through and you're looking at, you know, what he did rushing-wise, uh, but the reason he's a star of the game is that interception. I mean, that was the big play. That was the, the one that, that really sealed the deal for the Panthers. And, and moving into the playoffs, I mean, getting a win here was big because you want that momentum for the Panthers who, who've, who've struggled this season con, with consistency, with, you know, getting getting good, solid wins after one after another. So this is a great win for the Panthers. Momentum building going into the playoffs. You know, we'll sit down tonight and look at the numbers and find out who, who's next, who they have. But right now it's a good feeling knowing that you're, you're leaving – Week 10 at LaSalle High School in a tough, tough game against a tough LaSalle Lancer team that didn't stop fighting until the very end. And you walk out of here with a W, you got to be pretty proud of that. Absolutely. And, and, and the way the Lancers played in the second half, I mean, in the first half, the Panthers led 21 nothing. The outs- uh, yardage was like 200 to 100. And you look at the end of the game, and it's LaSalle 284 and the Elder 283. So right there, it's just a, kind of amazing. And, you know, the uh, passing yards for Elder, 169 versus 174. So LaSalle did a nice job tonight. Cope Cam was 10 of 25, 174 yards, two touchdowns, that interception. Ben Hamilton, another great game, 21 of 31, 167 yards and a touchdown. Drew Ramsey had 90 yards rushing, 22 carries, two touchdowns, but 89 yards, another 12 uh, receptions for him. Uh, he just continues to do it on a week-to-week basis. And now you're going to do it in the playoffs, right? Now yeah. everything, now everybody's 0-0, zero and, zero and you look towards the playoffs. Every, everything resets at this point as far as what your old records were, but we all know who, you know, who everybody is. We know what the teams are capable of, and now it's just about putting together a good string of games. You know what the, you know, always is if we look back to, to the year that the Panthers, you know, last time we went upstate, I mean, some of those games have decided in the final minutes. I mean, that's the playoffs. You just got to play to the final bell, and, and it doesn't matter the score, no matter how pretty or how ugly it is. You just got to get that win and keep moving. Exactly. So the Panther, the Elder Panthers win this one 28 to 21. Thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Tom Kennedy, to Paul Lockman back at the studio for getting this game on the air. Thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score Elder 28, LaSalle 21. Next week, it's playoff action for week number one. Uh, on Friday night with an opponent to be determined. Make sure you listen uh, to the post-game show for that with a 7 o'clock kickoff and 6.30 pregame show. For Phil Bengal, I'm Lynn Harvey. So long from LaSalle High School. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night from Roosters on Crookshank with Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, Mark Bengal, and Joe Harbin, a special guest. to so go over all the playoff matchups. So you don't want to miss that. Come out to Roosters on Crookshank. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Schuster team with Morgan Stanley, Hoting Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy. Fuller Information Systems, Ron's Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty.
Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. It's time for Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Brought to you by Rooster's Restaurant, a fun, casual joint. And now, for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with your hosts, Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. We need that song, Paul. <laughs> we we got to have that song. Uh, Paul Paul's going to get that song for us. Uh, he, he's looking for it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I uh, thought he was going to play the Lady Gaga song. Well, that's yeah. Len, Len, Len Harvey's. Uh, yeah, there yeah. goes Mike Meese. He, he, he's uh, heading to, to Lady Gaga tomorrow uh, concert. Leaving on the planes at seven in the morning to boy, we're getting a little feedback here. We're I, I, there's like nine different buttons to adjust uh, different levels here. I need a sound guy. I need need my buddy Mike Meese up here to be the sound guy. So, uh, anyways, big win tonight, 28-21. Elder Panthers win, and we are uh, going to plot out. It's the Joe Harbin special. Joe's over there. The computer. I can see smoke coming out of this. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do I hear in the background? Mm, that's not the one I was thinking of, but it's. <laughs> oh, but anyways, it, it's a, uh, a a big win. Elder gets in the playoffs, and it's a special thing. We're looking. I, I was looking in t- to uh, last couple days at the last ten years of Elder in the playoffs, and uh, uh, in in the last ten years, Elder has had twelve wins in the uh, in the playoffs or the. The second season, so to speak. But four of those, of course, were in 2019 and their run to the state. So yeah. these wins are big, Tom. The they playoff are. wins are hard to come by, and uh, they're big. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the last. There we go. Here, Here we, we go. go. Here we go. Oh. It's Katie. Oh, Katie's playing. Bring it over here. Put it on yeah, the speaker. Here we go. Here we go. That's the song. Okay, Paul, go ahead, play yours there. So we we got it. We got it. We got it here. Technology at its best, at its finest. There it is. is. Now we can do our show. Yeah. I was I was getting ready to go home. Thanks, Paul. Now I feel that we, now we can do our thing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. So the last uh, playoff win was in 2020 when we beat Princeton 26-21. Then the following week they lost to St. X 
56 to 28. That was the game that was delayed, delayed because yeah. of lightning yeah. and all that. And then they played, played on a Saturday afternoon yeah. morning. So, but uh, the, these playoff games are special. They're they're hard to come by. And, they are. Uh, really, in the last uh, 10 years, only in 2017 and 2011 is when we didn't get in. And I know in 2017 we missed the playoffs. Joe Harbin up back there. Do you, hey, Joe, do you remember in 2017 we, we didn't get into playoffs by a, a real small percentages? Do you remember roughly how much that was? It was yeah, too close. That's a scientific uh, mathematical equation. It was like a half of a percent, if I remember. But in 20, 2011, uh, we were 2 and, two and 11 or something, or 2 and 10, uh, or 2 and 8. Uh, we didn't get into playoffs, period. But uh, so. We're regulars in the playoffs, but right, uh, you know it, it's it's. You don't take anything for granted, right? No, you don't. But yeah. uh, Tom, ask, Dick, the, ask the Reds or Bengals about playoff oh, wins. Oh yeah, playoffs. playoffs. <laughs> Tom, big big win tonight, 28-21. We talked at halftime that LaSalle is a great team. Yeah. Uh, they just weren't clicking in the first half. They did in the second half. They did, and uh, you know some some uneasy moments for the Elder Panther followers. Uh, but at the end, uh, Elder holds on 28-21. They secure second place in the GCL, 2-1. and one. Uh, They've won three out of the last four games. And as Doug Ramsey said at the beginning of the season, uh, this team is uh, too nice almost to a fault. But you'd rather, and they, he was expecting them to, to play better as the season went on. And uh, they they're doing exactly what the coach and his staff was hoping they would do. They won the last three out of four, uh, winning against Moeller in overtime, winning last week at home against Clarkson Football North, and then today going on the road to beating a, a, a fine LaSalle team, 28-21. to 21. Uh, So this was the 60th meeting between Elder and LaSalle. Uh, so all time now, Elder leads the series 42-17-1. Uh, 22, 7, and 1 at the pit, and now 20 wins and 10 losses at LaSalle. At halftime, <clears throat> excuse me, Mark, I was mentioning how it seemed to me like Elder played their most complete half of the season uh, today, tonight against LaSalle. Uh, they had, uh, you know, effective passing. Uh, ben Hamilton did a great job. He threw for 130 yards at half. Uh, they ran the ball well, other rushed for 82 yards and a half. And uh, they just did enough in that first half. They had a turnover by Samari Freeman uh, that led to a touchdown by Drew Ramsey. And the thing I liked about the first half, and especially at the end of the game, is Elder had two long drives, two long touchdown drives in the first half. One was an 11-yard touchdown drive and an 11-play touchdown drive, and the other one was a 15-play touchdown drive and when you have those types of, of plays and uh, it just takes time off the, the, the clock it uh, reduces the number of possessions by the opposition and uh, eventually it was too much for LaSalle to overcome uh, I think uh, Luke Flowers is my defensive star of the game along with Samari Freeman Luke Flowers with the big interception uh, Near the end of the game, kind of secured the victory for Elder. And he was going in because Chris Cameron came up injured uh, in the middle of the third quarter. 
uh, my offensive stars of the game are Drew Ramsey uh, for what he continues to do week in and week out. Uh, if it's rushing, receiving, uh, quarterbacking, and then Ben Hamilton as well from the offensive standpoint. Ben just does a great job of, of being a leader and taking the offense under his, his wing and uh, throwing for over 2,300 yards coming into the night. And I'm pretty sure that he secured the all-time completion record uh, that uh, that Matt Glacken, Glacken held at 67.7% back in 1999. So overall, it felt like a playoff game. Elder made it a playoff game, and LaSalle eventually came back and made it a, a nail-biter. Uh, but Elder ends up 2-1 and one in the GCL, 5-5 five and five overall. And uh, LaSalle also ends up 5-5 five and five in the GCL, but a big goose egg, 0-3 in the GCL South. We're talking to you live from uh, Roosters on uh, Crookshank. If you're leaving uh, Lancer Field, no, it, wait a minute, it's Buddy, Buddy LaRosa La Field, Field at Lancer Stadium. Come on over to Roosters. We're going to be uh, plotting out the the brackets here shortly. Uh, we'd love to have you out here. Fill up this section of the restaurant. Yeah. We're going to have a party. Uh, it, it would be a great, uh, great, I guess, booster for us. We love yeah, seeing people. Yeah. And on your way I'm, home, you're going to pay us. You're passing Crookshank anyway. Yeah, come on in. to the west side. Come on in. we got a couple big boards uh, for Division One, Region 4. Steve's got the other boards for the yeah, rest we, of the regions. We got, Yeah, we got the rest of them. We'll, we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll do uh, uh, you know, Division Two, Region 8. We'll get all them, and uh, we'll look at all the locals. Maybe not who they're playing, but, you know, if they're in, hopefully we'll get that up there so you, you know to look for a week 11. Big uh, – Honor for Luke Flowers tonight, the Cooper Electric star of the game. And, you know, a guy that he, he didn't play last week, and, and uh, I think he came off the from the offense and they put him on defense uh, yeah. because of an injury. And big interception at the end to seal the game. Big, big night for uh, Luke. Uh, uh, you know, he's not a huge guy, uh, yeah. fast uh, and moves around well, but uh, – He's an Our Lady of Victory kid too, so you gotta like that, right? I, I do. Yeah. And, and yeah. so good, good to have him uh, producing, getting him back. You, you need the depth. You need to get you next do. guy off the bench. And last year, let's face it, you know Luke was the the, the key cog in the defense as well, the safety position last year. So uh, you know Doug and, and Brett Curran and the, and the staff did what they needed to do to uh, uh, to put the pe- personnel in the right position. And one last thing I need to mention for the stars of, of the game, uh, special team stars of the star of the game, without a doubt, David Maurer. David Maurer. Wow. Five touchbacks, four four for four on the extra points. How big is that? Huge. And especially as you get into the playoffs, Mark, because if you can do touchbacks and get started at the 20-yard line for the opposition, that means that they have to go 80 yards to score a touchdown, and it's going to be an extended drive as opposed to possibly, you know, uh, you know, the opposition could get a, a long uh, kickoff return and, and create a short field. So it goes without saying uh, how important David Maurer is uh, for this team. And he's only had two field goal attempts this year, but he's made them both. And, uh, you know, with those five extra points or those four extra points tonight, uh, that gives him – I have it here – that gives him uh, 43 points on the season, which is third highest for the Panthers. So 
Uh, congratulations to David Maurer, and uh, it's going to be a key cog uh, as Elder progresses into week 11 in the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out the how many passing yards Bet Hamilton had tonight. Uh, Lenny is in the car. He's uh, heading. Uh, he, I don't know if he's coming over here. He's got an early morning flight out of town, so he's probably heading back to northern Kentucky, but he thinks Ben had over 170 yards, so that's almost a little over 2,400 yards passing yeah. in, in 10 games. I mean, that's a lot, 240 yards uh, passing a game Over-range. average. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah. But the thing, it is very good. The thing I like about tonight's game, though, is last week against uh, Clarkson uh, North, whatever the team was. Yeah, football North. Football North. Football North. Yeah. Uh, you know, he threw for over 450 yards, which was fantastic and good. But you can't live and die by the one-dimensional passing that they had done for the last couple of weeks. So it's good to see a more balanced attack coming out of the Panthers against a very strong uh, GCO opponent like LaSalle on the road going into week 11. So uh, very good. All right. Yeah, well, we don't have the, the official stats yet. Okay, we're going we're gonna to go uh, do, before we take our first uh, time out, we're going to do our scoreboard, and we're going to go hand it over. First off, uh, I saw Steve Geis again down at the Aronoff. I uh, saw Pretty Woman, uh, and I'm not talking about our wives or anything, I, you know, the, I, the, the play. Did you see the show or just people? Well, the, there, there, there was a lot of Pretty Woman yeah. there, but it was the show, and it was very good. I have to say that, but Steve Geis said he'd be out here, and he'd be bringing his drum line. Here he is. Uh, there you go. The Steve Geist drum line is coming out of the kitchen, and here we go. Can't do the scores without Steve and the, and, and the boys uh, pounding away there. Yeah. All right. Uh, the game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Phrasing, as uh, Joe says. It was Phrasing. El- Elder 28, LaSalle 21. He's shaking his head. Uh, El- Elder pulls to 5-5 to five and five on the season. and uh, Joe's got perfect phrasing. He does. You'll hear that and, shortly. And perfect timing too. Well, yeah. Go Sal, ahead, Steve. Well, Sal drops to five and four, or five and five, depending on how you count them. Um, late, it's uh, uh, Martin Luther King out of Michigan, 32, Moeller 29. That late in the fourth quarter. Wow. Um, and uh, Saint X has is up over Eagles Landing uh, Christian uh, that that scored. I don't have anything past the third quarter. It was but, uh, well over 41 40. or something. Yeah. yeah. Moeller or St. X is just rattling the cages. GC, GMC action. Um, Lakota West had to win tonight to, to get sole uh, championship title, and uh, they, they followed suit with a 34-7 to win over Lakota East. So they, they roll to uh, – um, Eight and eight and one on on the season and a perfect seven and zero in the GMC. It was Fairfield twenty three, Middletown nothing, Mason over Hamilton twenty eight twenty one, Sycamore. Wow. Uh, Oak Hills had some early hopes and they were keeping pace for a bit. They, they lose that game forty two to twenty and they go Jeez. to zero and ten on the season. Wow! And they play week eleven. So. Uh, there you go. Come on uh, Highlanders. Uh, 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 High School Athletic Association at their finest. Princeton, um, 13. Colerain, 12. So they're taking a participation trophy. They are, yeah. And, uh, you know, they'll be somebody's cannon fodder week one. 
Colerain yeah. missed a last-second field goal to lose 13 to 12 to Princeton. Princeton rolls to, to nine and one on the season and uh, six and one in, in the GMC, but uh, it's only good for second place there in Cincinnati Hills League action. Um, Wyoming needed a win tonight to get sole possession of the title, and congratulations, Wyoming, with a 38 to seven win over. Uh, over Madeira, they go a perfect 10 and 0 on the season, 7 and 0 in in the Cincinnati Hills League action, and they are crowned the champions tonight. It was Marymount and Taylor in in a close one, and uh, Marymount moves to uh, 7 and 3 with a win, 16 to 14 over Taylor. Taylor uh, finishes 5 and 5 on the season, uh, 5 and 3 in Cincinnati Hills League action. Eastern Cincinnati Conference action is Milford 28, West Claremont 7, Anderson over Turpin 21 to 14 in a little neighborhood action. Walnut Hills and Lebanon are 14-14 in overtime right now. Oh my! Uh, in Southwest Ohio Conference action is Edgewood 48, Harrison 13. Uh, in the GCL co-ed action, uh, two teams came in undefeated, perfect 8-0 uh, for McNick and uh, Baden. And uh, 3-0 and in the league. This game would decide the league championship. And Baden left, no, took no prisoners tonight. They win 48-21 to wow. over uh, the McNicholas Rockets. Uh, so Baden the, the is the Rams GC- are tough. Rams are GCL co-ed champions uh, with that big win tonight. In Cincinnati uh, Metro Conference action, it was uh, Cincinnati College Prep 50, Hillcrest nothing. Miami Valley Conference action, Cincinnati Country Day 38, Miami Valley Christian Academy 7. Um, New Miami lost to Lachlan tonight, 46-15. to And Purcell Marion 34, Summit Country Day 21. Southern Buckeye Conference action, it was Clinton Massey 35, Wilmington nothing. Claremont Northeastern loses to Williamsburg 35-14. to Other action, it was Monroe over Eaton 16-14. And Oakwood 34, Middletown Madison 13. Wait a minute. 13. Oh, wait a minute. Wait Hold a, the phone. Hold, Hold the, the phone. phone. You knew somebody from Eaton. <laughs> this is a long time ago. Yeah. How are we looking? <laughs> Marty? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember driving up there one time with you, but it's been a long time ago. Too long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Carry on. Yeah. It wasn't that long. Her name wasn't Carrie. <laughs> Beachwood in Kentucky, 54. Uh, Newport, uh, nothing in, in uh, two-way uh, District 6 action. Newport Central Catholic all over uh, Bellevue, 55-7. to seven. Dixie Heights, 41. Campbell County, 21. Covington Catholic, 27. Connor, 7. Highlands, 35. Cooper, 7. Ludlow, 49. Dayton, six. Ludlow fans, yeah. It was Lloyd, 40. Holy Cross, seven. Bishop Brossard, uh, undefeated on the season. Perfect 10-0 with a win tonight over Pendleton County, uh, 24-14. So congrats to to Brossard on on the win tonight. Or uh, if you're a pharmacy somewhere around here, it's Brossard. Uh, <laughs> That's good, Steve. And they're a mixing pharmacy. Spelled, spelled the same way. Yeah. It is. Uh, and in Indiana, the playoffs start this week, week one. Greenwood goes home. East Central laid a wallop on them, 44-14. to 14. But it's, in Indiana, it's an all-in 
type of fair. And uh, Greenwood came into that game two and seven, and they go home two and eight. And East Central just overpowered them. Good at nine and one on the season, and I believe they play the winner of Franklin County Lawrenceburg, but. Uh, um, don't have a final on that yet. Those are all the scores we have early. We'll be uh, coming for scores, and, and uh, we'll see what else we can come up with. And then Joe Harbin will be up here in, in a flash to let you know where everybody's going to be next week. Well, Joe Harbin eventually will give us the thumb up, and he'll be up here, and we will start uh, plotting this stuff out. Plenty of time for you to get up here to Roosters and uh, join us for that, if you want to see who Elder will be playing next week and everybody else, you're going to be stay tuned here. We're going to take a timeout. You'll listen to Prep Sports Radio Game Night live from Roosters on Crookshank. We'll be back after this on the Prep Sports Radio Network. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. Theartistsway.com slash Ohio 513-401-7531. Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology know businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and... Buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Archbishop Dennis Schnur. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, let's go back to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. And it is the most wonderful time of the year because joining us now at the big table here at Rooster's, this is the big boy table, right? <laughs> the, and... and uh, is Joe Harbin. Joe, uh, welcome back. How many years have you been doing this? Have you calculated that? Oh, here we go. There we go. 
Fair Joe Harbin has a theme song. And Andy Williams, uh, who lived in Shiviet for maybe a year, something on, on like Alta that. Vista. Alta Vista, uh, you know, good West Side guy. And you know, another famous person on the West Side that it, Rod Serling, uh, who uh, was the creator of uh, what was Twilight, Zone. Twilight Zone, and and he lived up on Cleves Warsaw, almost up by the. Uh, well, up yeah, up by the the uh, what what what's the uh, Sebastian's? Uh, yeah, yeah, right up by there. So almost like next door, so to speak. So Rod Serling. So there's some big names, but Joe Harbin's here. Joe, uh, how are we doing on the uh, the projections? Are we uh, we getting pretty close. We're real close. Real um, close. We have uh, all the scores we need. We don't have every score because some games are still going on, and some games are, are going to be one game played tomorrow. Uh, but we have enough information to. Uh, uh, to seed 14 of the 16 seeds uh, here in Region 4. We're waiting on the, the final for the Lebanon Walnut Hills game. We just went to double overtime. So uh, once we have that, we'll be all complete. But uh, uh, that'll just, uh, uh, that involves Lebanon and Sycamore kind of one way. If Lebanon wins, they jump Sycamore. If they lose, they fall behind. But other than that, we had the 14 all ready to go. All right. Well, let's start going. Uh, and, and I'm going to hand it over to Joe Harbin. All right. So, um, Despite their loss uh, this evening to uh, Detroit, Martin Luther King, 39-49, uh, to 49, one of the powers out of uh, Michigan, uh, the Moeller Crusaders are projected to finish uh, first overall in Region 4, 7-3 uh, on the season. Um, and their wins uh, last week, especially with uh, beating Lakewood St. Edward and the week previous, uh, knocking off Cleveland St. Ignatius, really were the, um, the reason why Moeller is, is the number one seed here in uh, in Region 4 earlier in the season, knocking off Lakota East and East Central and non-conference play. Really put Moeller in a good position. Uh, losses to St. Xavier, Elder, and tonight to Detroit King really didn't uh, didn't hurt Moeller enough to drop him off the top line. And uh, we have them with 32.9 points, comfortably uh, ahead of the second seed in Region 4. Uh, with a big win tonight, the St. Xavier Bombers will finish second in Region 4. Um, Pretty close between St. Xavier and the third seed, who we'll get to in a minute. Uh, St. Xavier with a big win at home tonight to finish 8-2 on the season. Uh, a couple of their big wins, uh, starting up early in the non-conference with uh, wins over Lakota West and Coleraine. And then they ran through the GCL South, uh, knocking off Moeller, Elder, and LaSalle um, to finish with 31.2 points. And uh, that should be enough for them to finish. Uh, Bio Whisker, uh, number two here in... Uh, region 4. Number third seed, uh, we're going to move over to the GMC. And uh, big rivalry game tonight. Lakota West is projected to uh, be number three. Uh, Lakota West uh, took it to their, their rivals, Lakota East. I think it was 34-7 to seven or, or something similar to that. A, a pretty commanding, dominating performance. Yeah. And uh, um, they finished the season 8-1. Uh, and one. Uh, They played a nine-game schedule there. Uh, they had a bye in week eight uh, when they were supposed, supposed to face Middletown, but that game was canceled. Uh, big wins for uh, Lakota West. They started off with the loss of St. Xavier to start the season off. Um, I think one of the season, a lot of te- 
uh, people in the area uh, were considering that kind of the, at least from a non-conference perspective, the game of the year in Cincinnati. Uh, it's a rematch of the regional finals from last year. St. Xavier won that game. Uh, but after that, Lakota West rolls off eight straight wins, uh, big Harbin win uh, in week four uh, over Princeton, and then tonight, uh, week 10 against Lakota East. And we have them at 31.06 points, uh, slightly below St. Xavier. We'll go back and double-check, make sure that's right. Uh, we're pretty confident of those uh, in those figures that we have here. And uh, uh, by the narrowest of margins, it looks as though St. Xavier will uh, – uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay above Lakota West and earn that number two seed. Number four seed, uh, the last team in the region to get the, uh, uh, the double home field advantage, the two rounds of home field advantage we have is the uh, Princeton Vikings. Uh, they finished 9-1 and one in the season. The nail-biter tonight um, against Coleraine. They went 13-12, to 12, scored a touchdown with less than a minute to go. They survived a late field goal attempt by Coleraine. Wow. And uh, their only blemish on their record was a, a week four loss to Lakota West we touched on earlier. Uh, but Princeton comfortably, uh, the, the number four seed with 27.4 points. Uh, a big difference between, uh, a big gap between three and four, talking four-point gap, and then a big gap between four and five, another seven-point gap. So uh, kind of regardless of what happened tonight from a Princeton perspective, they were kind of locked into that four seed. And uh, and that's what we have here. So they're, they're going over the top four. We have uh, first seed Moeller, second seed St. Xavier, third seed Lakota West, and fourth seed Princeton. All those teams, if they win their first round playoff game, will get a second home playoff game uh, before we move on to the neutral sites. Wow. I mean, uh, it's kind of uh, surprising that even with the lot, Moeller really uh, put things together and uh, held, held strong even with the loss tonight. Yeah, it, it, it's... It goes back to their strength of schedule. Uh, I think when when a lot of the Elder fans saw them lose to Elder at the pit uh, week seven, and they saw their remaining schedule, Cleveland, San Ignatius, Lakewood, San Edward, Detroit King, uh, there's probably even some more fans thinking, okay, let's just get one win out of these last three um, to get a home game, first-round home game, maybe a second-round home game. Uh, but when those back-to-back over the oh. Cleveland squads, that doesn't yeah, happen that's for, for anybody, it seems. Like, even when St. Xavier has their good years, they usually split, or it's tough to get both those wins. But uh, yeah. uh, no shame in losing tonight at, at Detroit King. Uh, they, they they were in line for a, a number one seed going into this game, unless a lot of things went haywire, uh, which didn't happen. And uh, comfortably the number one seed, and um, if the seeds hold, you could have a regional final rematch of, uh, of Moore and St. Xavier. And they lost, but they played well up there. They they, uh, they, they uh, passed for uh, and rushed a combination for 507 yards total offense, uh, 172 yards rushing, uh, 335 through the air. So, you know, Moeller, you know, did everything they could. They, they held they, – it was pretty – it was almost 1,000 yards offense wow. total in that game. Um Martin Luther King with 496 yards uh, in in that game. So, you know, a lot of firepower, a lot of fireworks going on. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously Martin Luther King, uh, you know, scored where, where it counted. But, you know, Moeller's still looking good going into the playoffs, e- even with a loss. They, they were really rolling up the points. Let's go back to Joe and go down on the, our list here. Well, we're going to stay here in the in the GMC. Uh, with the number five seed, we have Lakota East uh, projected to be the fifth seed. Uh, they lost tonight uh, against Lakota West. But what we touched on earlier with Princeton, um, 
Lakota East was comfortably in their in their spot going into tonight's game. They finished with about 20 points, um, seven points below fourth place, three points above uh, sixth place. So uh, comfortably sliding into that uh, net number five spot. Uh, Lakota East uh, finished seven and three in the season. The three losses they had, uh, Moeller, Fairfield, and Lakota West, all quality opponents. Uh, the wins that, that they will probably um, speak about the most would be the win against Coleraine. Uh, they knocked off Sycamore and, and Mason. So a three-game stretch of Mason, Sycamore, Coleraine in the middle of the season really is the reason why uh, they had that first-round home game. Uh, they, they did a lot of their work in conference like most GMC schools do and uh, comfortably in uh, number five in our projector rankings. Uh, the number six seed we have is the uh, Milford Eagles. Wow. They won tonight against West Claremont to move to six and four on the season. And we have them projected at around 17.8 points, uh, comfortably in the sixth spot. Um, some of their big wins this season, uh, they knocked off Turpin and Edgewood, two quality opponents that I'm sure our listeners are familiar with, with uh, uh, in Division Two year in, year out. Uh, getting those wins really solidified uh, Milford and the the top eight. And it's, it's it's noteworthy. You see all the GMC schools, the GCL schools, and I think it's a credit to uh, Milford. They lose four games this year, and they still get a first-round home game. So uh, it's it, it's not a fluke either. This is a, um, a number of years consecutive that Milford um, has won important games from a Harvard perspective uh, to not only make the playoffs when it was uh, fewer teams made it in the past, but uh, still get the number six seed in this region uh, with four losses. I, I, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment, and uh, comfortably in number six. It's not like they were scraping by some of these teams below them. Yeah. So the teams that we have, uh, number seven, that we all came here to see, uh, is the Elder Panthers are projected to be number seven. Which was, means they'll have a home game next week. Yeah, Elder going into tonight. Um, from the perspective of if you, if you beat LaSalle, you're probably going to be at, at home next week. So I, you mentioned uh, the pregame at halftime, kind of the playoff atmosphere, playoff pers- uh, uh, perspective that Elder may have had going into the game. Uh, we all know uh, the home field advantage that the pit provides, uh, especially in the playoffs. Uh, we remember the games la- the game last year uh, against Fairfield. Um, a number of years before that against Fairfield as well when they rallied to come back. Uh, we... Have well, I think Elder beat Oak Hills a number of years ago. Centerville, Sycamore. Right. Uh, not not here to jinx them, but we all know that Elder has had a lot of success at home in the playoffs. Uh, their record on the road in the playoffs uh, almost an inverse. I know they won the first uh, road playoff game in 2000 um, at Lebanon when it was Lebanon's first year in Division One. But uh, I'm not sure what their record was on the road since then in the playoffs. Uh, it's it's Definitely not as good as it was at home. So, lots to play for tonight. They got the job done. A couple of anxious moments in the end, but the defense stepped up. And uh, we have Elder uh, comfortably in the number seven spot. One caveat with Elder is they played Football North and, and defeated Football North last week. Football North is scheduled to play Cleveland San Ignatius uh, tomorrow. Uh, we have Cleveland San Ignatius winning that game. Uh, regardless if Football North wins or loses, uh, this is a projected impact elder standing. It's not enough for them to overtake Milford for the sixth spot, uh, and it won't drop them to number eight um, with a uh, with a football north loss. So um, Elder's one of the first teams that we have here that's incomplete, but we have enough data to put them in their proper seed. And rounding out the teams with the first-round home playoff game, 
Uh, we have Fairfield at Seven. number eight, finishing the season, the regular season, I should say, at five and four. A uh, big win, like a win tonight over Middletown. Um, one and nine Middletown. Middletown's actually in Region Two this year. Uh, they're not in Region Four, so it's it's one of the uh, quirks with the uh, the regions here uh, in the OHSAA that uh, Middletown faced nine teams or eight teams in Region Four, but they're not they, they're in a different region. Uh, so Fairfield, big wins this year. That they, they want to hold their hat on. It's probably last week, the last two weeks before today, defeating Lakota East and Mason. That's where they did their damage. Um, they finished five and four in the season. They were uh, they were two and four going into the last three weeks, and they really turned it on. And and that's one of the things with the 17 teams in the region. Every 16 teams made the playoffs this year. Top eight make playoffs. Get the first round home game. Um, if you have a hot stretch, we saw it with Moeller um, to a large degree. But even a team like Fairfield get a hot stretch at the end of the year. And I think we had Fairfield around the 14, 13 line going into the last couple weeks, and all of a sudden. They get hot, uh, they vault up to the number eight seed, and they get a home playoff game the next week. Unbelievable. All right, now I guess the next line is we get to see who people play. Yeah, it's um, we have our first matchup. will be a GMC matchup, and it will be um, a rematch. Uh, we'll have Fairfield will host Mason next week. We uh-huh. have Mason projected to be the number nine seed. Uh, Fairfield knocked off Mason in week eight, and uh, they will uh, they will tee it up again next week in Fairfield um, with the winner likely to get uh, the Moeller Crusaders the following week if the seeds hold. The number 10 seed um, is a team that uh, many listeners here are familiar with, previous iterations, uh, previous seasons. Uh, there's been some classics in this rivalry. This will be who Elder plays next week. And when they have this projected to be the Coleraine Cardinals, <laughs> we had them around 11.4 points. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I was looking at the uh, all the playoffs uh, in, in, in for the last 10 years. And uh, in uh, 2012, Elder lost to Coleraine 35-34. Let's see here in 2015, Elder lost to Coleraine 41-11. to and 2018, Elder lost to Colwane 42 to nothing. That was a tough one. Uh, I mean, anyway, they Colrain is not the Colrain of old, but they still are a worthy opponent. Yeah, Colrain, they, they finished the season five and five. Uh, they went five and three in uh, GMC play. Um, usually in previous years, they would be seven and one, eight and zero. Oh. Uh, we've seen a lot more parity in the GMC. The rise of Lakota West has had a lot to do with that. Uh, even the last two years, Princeton has really yeah. uh, has stepped up. I know Elder knocked them off in the second round of the playoffs, but uh, they had the coaches vote on the teams last year, uh, much to my chagrin, obviously. But uh, Princeton was seated high in Region 4. They uh, they had a, a, a great year. Um, so, But with those two teams kind of uh, taking that step up, obviously there has to be an inverse to that, and, and Coleraine may have taken a, a slight step back. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they still have Coleraine on that jersey. They have the history. You watch uh, the UC Bearcats games every week. You see Deshaun Pace, uh, yeah. Darian Beavers. It's the defense. is Coleraine this, Coleraine that. And that's not too long ago. So um, Coleraine, year in and year out, they have the talent, um, individual and collective. And uh, I, I, I hope we have a big audience next week at, at the pit. Um, 
because that's that's a game that every year it, it seems to like every year somehow some way um, Elder and Coleraine uh, they they cross paths. I think in, in recent years it's been Coleraine and Saint Xavier, uh, but it's nice to get back a little rivalry, Elder and Coleraine, a little West Side rivalry. Uh, we all remember the game Sunday afternoon uh, a number of years ago on ESPN when right, Elder, right. Elder knocked uh, Coleraine off. That may have been the last time that Coleraine came to the pit. Um, it, it's it's always a great environment when they uh, when they come because Coleraine fans they travel. Uh, yes, they I'm, sure, I'm sure they will next week, uh, especially for a playoff game. It should be a fun atmosphere. Uh, it should be a competitive game, and uh, uh, this this is what it's all about. You want to have two good teams. If you, if if you're if you're a fan of a team, you to win to achieve your goals, you can have to be good teams. And uh, um, if you're playing a team like Corey, you, you might as well play them at home if you have the chance. That would, yeah. It, it, you're going to have to face uh, somebody good somehow down the road. Let's get it over with when we're playing at home. All right, let's go to the next one. So we, uh, we've we talked long enough that we have our teams all ready to go. Um, we have a final out at Walnut Hills. We had uh, Lebanon knocking off Walnut Hills 28-27 to in double overtime, which oh, has, wow. it's the, the last puzzle piece. Um, and that for that reason, uh, we are able to slot Lebanon in at the number 11 seed. Just double checking. (laughs) (laughs) The computer is smoking right now. Yeah, we are. We're good to go with this. We have have Lebanon at number uh, 11, and they will uh, start their playoff run uh, against Milford. So that will be a a competitive game at Milford next week. Um, One thing to note with this, these two teams actually met in week nine, and Lebanon, the number 11 seed, knocked off Milford. So that's one of the four teams that Milford uh, lost to earlier this year. Obviously, they tried to get some revenge, but uh, we've seen it year in and year out with the seeds in uh, in Region 4. The number one seed doesn't always win. Was that Lebanon's first win of the year when they knocked off? It very well may have been. I think Lebanon, they they started off the season so poorly. um, They started off 0-7, then they beat Little Miami, and then they... Then they okay. got some momentum and, yeah. and knocked off Milford and Walnut Hill. So you just never know. Um, that that should be a uh, a nice matchup next week. Kind of an under the radar matchup. I think a lot of people will be gearing their attention to the GMC GCL schools. But uh, there's a history there with those two teams, and that, that should be a that should be a fun ball game. Uh, the number 12 seed is going back to the GMC, and we have uh, the Sycamore Aviators uh, are just below Lebanon. We have Sycamore at number 12. And this will be another GMC matchup. It'll be another rematch. So you have Lakota East will host Sycamore. Uh, Lakota East knocked off Sycamore earlier this season. So we have a couple of GMC matchups uh, on the big board here. And uh, with Sycamore, it, it's, it's noteworthy that from a, uh, a Harvard perspective, Elder finished 4-5. and five. They didn't count the Beacon Hill win. The, 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 that didn't count towards the computer rankings. Um, Mason finished four and six and got the 10 seed. And Sycamore, despite winning five games, um, they're down here at number 12. So they're five and five and finished at number 12. Uh, basically, the reason for that is the only win of any um, import for the computer rankings is a week three win at Fairfield. Uh, but other than that, um, they, did, they they beat a two-win Loveland team, a one-win Middletown, a two-win Hamilton, and a, a zero-win Oak Hills team. So um, the level of competition... 
uh, that Sycamore is going to see is going to increase dramatically in the playoffs. And uh, if they can knock off Dakota East, that'll be by far the biggest win of the season. Wrapping up the last couple teams here in Region 4, we have Walnut Hills, who lost the heartbreaker at Lebanon tonight, or versus Lebanon tonight. They'll be the 13th seed. 2-8. and eight, um, So they will they will go to Princeton next week. Uh, obviously a, 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 a tall order, a tall ask for, for Walnut Hills. Uh, maybe they can take some of the, um, the good things from their performance tonight with them next week, but uh, uh, that will be a, a, a tough matchup for Walnut Hills. Uh, 14, we have uh, West Claremont, also finishing the season 2-8. Uh, and eight. They will go to Lakota West. So a couple teams from up north uh, in Region 4 will... Uh, they will meet next week. And then um, the number 15 seed we have will be Hamilton. So the Big Blue, uh, they lost a tough one tonight uh, against Mason. I was following that game all night. It was close. Um, Hamilton, they had a couple uh, couple cancellations earlier this year. They finished 2-6 and six on the season. Um, you wonder what they what it would have been if, if they if they were to play some of these games that got canceled, um, but and they uh, they drew the proverbial short straw with with how things ended up because uh, they will travel to Balaban Field next week and uh, and Hamilton will face uh, Saint Xavier team uh, that has has looked the part. They're the Saint Xavier team that that we that we've seen the last number of years. They had a couple hiccups uh, in the midpoint of the season, but. Uh, uh, victory tonight over uh, Eagles Landing in Georgia, and uh, they, they scored it seemed every way possible. Offense, defense, special teams, and uh, that's that's kind of their recipe for success. And we've uh, right. we've seen that year in year out. And then with uh, Western Hills opt out, we have Oak Hills uh, 0 and 10 finishing number 16. All right, Highlanders. And, uh, there we will, go. Uh, they will try to shock the world next week <laughs> when they. Uh, when they when they travel to Moeller and uh, would that be something? That will be something we'd remember for a long time. <laughs> and that is the top 16. And, and where is Moeller? Uh, what's their what's their home field next week? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe they'll play at Highlander Stadium. You uh, never yeah. know. <laughs> in Nor- well, they've been playing at Norwood. Oh, Tom, here we get you in here. Great job, Tom. <laughs> Tom was acting Vanna White here, writing was, uh, all these down on the big board. Right. <clears throat> so, should we handicap what we have, Joe, or did you already do that somehow, some way? No, we didn't. We just kind of – there's a couple of rematches that we saw here, but we didn't uh, We didn't really get into that uh, that portion too much. So, from, from the Elder standpoint, Elder's got a uh, difficult – Next four games to get out of Region Four, correct? Yeah. If, if the seeds hold, um, Elder will host Coleraine. Uh, then they'll travel to Saint Xavier. Uh, they would get uh, the three seed Lakota West at a neutral site, and then they would get uh, number one seed Moeller at a neutral site if the seeds held. Wow. So there you go. That's a. They've that's had a tough schedule all year <laughs> long, and it continues on. And they were hoping that when the playoffs started, the, you know the. The strength of schedule might lessen a little bit, but uh, we'll. Boy, it's tough. <laughs> two uh, two GMC schools and two GCL powers. So uh, it's interesting to me how 
Milford is playing Lebanon, you know what I mean, and Fairfield and Mason, it's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll see. I uh, so yeah. so if the if the seeds hold, Joe, the second the second round is going to be uh, Fairfield at Moeller, Elder at Saint X, Milford at Lakota West, and Lakota East at Princeton. Yeah, and one thing that I want to, I'm sure people listening, um, we all have a good history of Region 4. Uh, I think it was, was it 1999 maybe? Um, It was the year of the miracle at Middletown. Right. Um, I I think that was the case that uh, in the first round of those playoffs, Moeller was the number one seed in Region 4. They hosted eighth seed in Fairfield, and Fairfield got them at Moeller. so, uh, I'm sure that there's someone at Moeller, if, they, if they, both those seats hold and they advance, they'll, they may put a bug in their ear and say, this might have happened before you were born, but it did happen. And uh, um, Yeah, because Moeller's an interesting team, isn't it, guys? They are. I mean, uh, they, played, they played an okay schedule, nothing like Elder. Uh, Elder beats them at home in a whale of a game. But there was no defense on either side. Uh, 59 to 58, Elder beats Moeller. And then the surprise games, I guess, are the last two weekends for Moeller. You know, down here in Cincinnati, uh, they they upset Cleveland St. Ignatius on a last play of the game, uh, sent it to overtime, and then they go for two and they beat Ignatius in overtime. But and then on top of that, they travel up to Cleveland and, and upset. Lakewood St. Ed's. You would have thought it. And and you know Lakewood St. Ed, you know they, Lakewood St. Ed was the number one team in the state for a number of weeks. Early in the season, they they beat Mentor 47 to seven. They came down to the pit on that Saturday, and they took care of Elder 48 to 14. And there goes Moeller goes up to Lakewood St. Ed's and beats them. So you just don't know, but but Joe, and it's the thing. Matchups are a crazy thing. You see it in the in the NCAA tournaments. Uh, you, you, you think, well, the, you know, th- this team's going to kill this other team, but the matchups just—it's hard to predict that stuff. Uh, yeah. You know what you're strong in and they're weak in, and you, you just don't how they match up. It's hard it, to say. It's it's especially with high schools. When when you see the NFL, there's a lot of parody. Uh, with colleges, you have the, the Ohio State's, the, they the Alabama's, where they can get yeah. whoever they want. Right. And they're facing teams that I, I, I heard uh, Miami's coach, Miami, Ohio coach, a couple years ago. They played Ohio State, and they said, like, before the game, the reporters asked, like, well, what do you think you can do to upset Ohio State? And they ended up losing 70 to 7 or, or something like that. But they said, well, how would you win if the guy you were playing against got the first 80 picks of the draft, and then you got whatever's left? Yeah. That's a different animal with high school because you have limited resources, you have whatever your student body is, but it's not recruiting like it is in college. And some teams, they have different philosophies where they say, let's load up on offense and we'll outscore teams and we'll order the guys both ways on offense and defense. But they may specialize in things. And if if you can shut down the offense, maybe score enough to win. Uh, But going back to the the molar, the molar, it's it's so typical of the Harvard system, emblematic of the Harvard system. Week seven, Moeller loses 59-58 at Elder. I think, was it overtime? Yeah. yeah. They get no points. They play a great, you score 58 points, and you get nothing in the Harbins. The next week, you knock off 
Lakewood St. Ed's in overtime. Then you knock off Cleveland Ignatius in overtime. If they lose those two overtime games, they're at 22 points and they're the four seed. So people, if, if you look at the at the rankings, it, it's it's not like it is in college where it's voters. They can see the game and say, well, this team won, but, or they lost, but it was close. Harvard's, it's all or nothing. So that's what we see in the past where we say the number one seed doesn't always win because a team could get a lot of points for winning an overtime game where another team could be more dominant but facing maybe a lesser competition and they don't get the points needed to be that, that higher number one seed. So I, I think going into the uh, end of the playoffs, I would say the team that's probably most favored to win the division is probably St. Xavier, the region. Um, they, they've beaten the number one seed in Roller handily. Uh, they knocked off Lakota West um, in the playoffs last year and the first game of the season this year. Uh, they've knocked off who, who we, uh, if the seed's hold, they, they, they knocked off Elder fairly handily early in the season. They'll get them at home again in their second round matchup. Um, so I, I, I don't want us to necessarily get lost in the seeding. Uh, because I think at the end of the day, based on their resume, what they've done, if you, if you take out the hiccup against uh, Louisville Trinity early in this, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I, I think St. Xavier's probably the team to beat Yeah. Uh, based on what they've done on the field. Yeah. And they're thinking, how can we get Elder in the second round, you know, when there's 16, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, look be- back at 2002, Elder wins state. First game of the playoffs, it was a big controversy because Elder was the number one seed, and they faced uh, number eight seed, St. Xavier. And there was issues with the tickets, where they could play. And they ended up playing that game at uh, Nipper Stadium. Elder wins 20-14. to And that was their toughest game, on, I guess, until the state finals uh, when they when they knocked off Warren Harding. But um, it's it's just kind of what it is with the, the, the computer rankings that, um, mm-hmm. There's no, there, it's it's not subjective at all. It's numbers, yes, no. Uh, you get the points or not, and uh, and then you get some of these matchups earlier than um, than you typically would normally see. Wow. So there you go. Let's run it down again. We have the number one seed, Mahler Crusaders. They'll be facing next week somewhere. We don't know where their home is, the Oak Hills yeah, Highlanders. That's true, Mark. The St. X Bombers will be hosting the Hamilton uh, Blue. Big Blue. Big Blue, Big yeah. Blue. Lakota West uh, will be hosting West Claremont. Princeton will be hosting Walnut Hills. We got Lakota East and Sycamore hosting, uh, Lakota East hosting Sycamore. Milford will be hosting Lebanon. The Warriors will be heading out to Milford to play the Eagles. The Panthers from Elder will be hosting the Colerain Cardinals and the Fairfield Indians. Indians? They still call them that? They uh, do. Uh, we'll be playing the Mason Comets uh, next week. So, uh, it, And it's good, good for the seniors for all these schools on the left of the board, the top eight, to, to, to secure at least another home game for the seniors uh, at all the schools, especially Elder. Steve, are you ready to do this board over here? I, I am not. We have a, some computer problems, so uh, we, we may or may not be able to bring that. We might not be able Yeah, we're running so, short yeah, on time here. We're heading out at 1030? Well, it is 1031 right now, so <laughs> we might be able to squeeze an extra minute or two out of Paul. Oh, but I, uh, but, um, but uh, do we know who, uh, where LaSalle? Uh, uh, we, I don't know where LaSalle will be in. They, they came in. At the number five spot, and uh, with the loss, of the, you know, the, the, they'll probably not drop out of the top eight. So, probably out, out 
North Bend Road. North Bend Road. They'll be playing. They'll host at again. Home yeah. again. Yeah. Kings uh, was the number one seed, and with a win, they're 10 and 0, and they will remain the number one seed. Anderson, with a win at the number three seed, will be in uh, playing. Uh, they, they they beat Turpin tonight, but Turpin was a number nine, and uh, Turpin will, will stay in the top 16 as well. Edgewood uh, came in at number six seed. They beat a number 11 Harrison Harrison tonight, and uh, I. I I believe looking at the numbers, both Edgewood and Harrison, Harrison will survive the, the loss and the drop and, and stay in. Uh, Loveland was a team that was sitting at the number 17 spot, kind of hoping to get in. And with their loss to Winton Woods tonight, Loveland is definitely out of the playoffs. Winton Woods with a win. They came in at the number seven spot. And uh, Edgewood was sitting atop of them at number six. Winton Woods will probably stay around the number seven spot. In, in the playoffs, uh, looking at Division Three, Baden was the number one seed. Came in, uh, they they won. They're undefeated, and they'll remain the number one seed. Um, Mount Healthy lost tonight, but they were to ten. They probably won't drop out of the top sixteen. And, and Ross with a win tonight, they were the number seven seed. They may move up a few spots in in, in the playoffs. There, in in, uh, in, in Division Four. Uh, uh, Wyoming with the win. They were the number one seed. They'll remain number one seed and, and keep on rolling there. Uh, Baden um, defeated McNick. McNick was the number three seed, so they may drop out of the top four. They may not be one of the double hosting, but they'll definitely ho- uh, McNick will definitely at uh, at uh, eight and one will definitely be hosting at least the first round playoff. Clinton Massey with a win tonight. They came in at number number five. They're probably looking to go away. Uh, they may slide up there to, to be a, a double hoster with, with that win. Bethel Tate came in number six with a win tonight. Uh, they're, they're probably going to hang around uh, at, uh, in Division Four, Region Six, uh, uh, Region Sixteen, uh, I should say. Bethel Tate will probably, you know. They'll drop out, but they'll definitely be hosting a first-round game. In uh, Division Five. Roger Bacon uh, with a win. They were number three seed, and they're definitely in. Uh, Indian Hill lost to Redding tonight. Uh, they're actually a Division Four team. Uh, Redding, uh, with that win, they were a Division Five team. They probably they came in at number five. Oh, excuse me. So they'll probably move up and, and get into that double host situation in, in the top four seeds. Uh, North College Hill, um, they, they were way out of it, they played, but they played the number three, Roger Bacon. Um, Summit Country Day will probably be in. They came in at number 10. They played Purcell Marion tonight in the number nine spot. Both those teams will move on. And Division 7, um, Division 6, Miami Valley Christian Academy, um, they actually they're they're they were number 14 in Division Seven. They're probably they're going to be hanging on to that 16 slot uh, going in, you know, hanging around there. Um, and I don't have a final on the Deer Park game. Deer Park in Division Six was sitting at, at at number 16. Deer Park may drop out of there. So that's a look at a lot of the locals where where they may or may not be. But uh, I don't have. There's some you know, local radio guy that really likes Deer Deer Park, saying they were one of the yeah. finest schools. Uh, uh, Deer, uh, Deer Park played a, a three and six Finneytown tonight. I don't have a final on on that score, um, but uh, 
uh, Finneytown, uh, a Division Five, te- a di- uh, Division Five team, um, most likely will beat the two and seven Deer Park team, and Deer Park, you know, may, may be turning in their helmets this week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, go around the table here. Our final thoughts: Big win tonight. Elder Panthers win 28-21. Joe, uh, great job again. Uh, your your final thoughts on. Uh, it was a, a good night for Elder fans, good win, good GCO win, good road win, and uh, they get another home game against a, uh, a rival that they've seen a number of times. It's going to be exciting to see the old Cardinal helmets in the pit again. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's, it's how it kind of should be. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. Let, let, me, let me zip around the leagues real quick if i got a minute, Mark. Sure, go uh, ahead. GMC West wins with a win tonight. Cincinnati Hills League, Wyoming wins the championship with a win tonight. Eastern Cincinnati Conference action. Kings wins tonight. They win the championship. Southwest Ohio Conference action. Uh, Edgewood with a win tonight. They get the championship. GCL uh, co-ed action. Baden goes undefeated. And our uh, co-ed champions. Um, moving on to Miami Valley Conference. Uh, Bacon uh, with, with, a, with a win tonight. Uh they're, they are, are the Scarlet Champs, and since they Country Day with a win tonight are, are the, the uh, great champions in the Miami Valley Conference, Southern Buckeye Conference, American uh, uh, Clinton Massey with a win tonight. They are, are the uh, champions of Southern Buckeye American, and National Bethel Tate with a win tonight over Fayetteville Perry. They, they're the champions there. And the one team I want to talk about, Cincinnati Hills, Christian Academy came into this game 8-0. These kids have been working all year. They played a 2-7 Norwood team tonight, and they go away with an 18-13 victory tonight. Wow. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy with their first win tonight. They'll obviously be be, uh, on the outside looking in playoff-wise next week, but uh, the the seniors, everybody can go home. The Eagles, uh, Eagles soared tonight. All right. Tom, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm happy for the seniors at Elder High School and every high school that get to play another home game next week. Uh, uh, for the Elder Panthers, it's not going to be an easy trek to get out of Region 4. You take it one at a time. Elder's playing good football. They've won three out of the last four games going into the playoffs. And I'm, ge- I'm guessing that no one in Region 4, Division 1, would want to be playing the Elder Panthers next week or the week after, or the week after that. So it should be a great game. I expect Elder to come out fired up, and it would be nice to see Elder's, Elder's 12th man show up and pack that pit for an old-fashioned GMC-GCL matchup. It will be fun to watch. Well, uh, it, it, it's been a great year. It's been the most exciting uh, football game tonight. Uh, big uh, Elder holds on, wins 28-21. Elder heads into the playoffs, uh, playing a worthy opponent, and uh, we're looking forward. It won't to be it. the same without Tom's buddy Coombs there. <laughs> yeah, right. Curry Coombs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot to our good friend Paul Lockman back in the studio producing tonight. I can hear way in the, the most wonderful time. That's all the time we have here. Thanks at to Roosters. Roosters. Yes, we may be back here next week. We'll figure it out. So stay tuned and follow us on Facebook. Take care. We'll see you next week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
This is Deacon Michael Trimpey from St. Peter and James Cathedral. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com.